Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This week's Sunday session is brought to you by homebrewing source of awesomeness online. More beer at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody could read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the Bub Timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> then I sat closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Good afternoon. Welcome to the session. Back in action. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I am too. Yeah. What? Nah, I don't know. It's just something I was trying. Yeah. Bevo has hit like her second wind on this show or something. Do you remember when she like was the most miserable person? <laughs> you could tell that she hated. She was so over this show. But I would say that in the last month or so, Bevo, you've You've got a refreshing new minty taste about you. I think yeah. we've only seen her once. I think that's why. Is that what it is? <laughs> I don't know what it is. No, you've done a lot of shows lately, and I feel like you're re-energized. Is Possibly, that true? Possibly, yeah. I don't know. Maybe my life just changed a little bit. Maybe... Did Sam I leave? Started... <laughs> I found <laughs> It's not that? No. Are you, are you taking vitamins, maybe? No. No. I did... I am no longer one of those creepy moms who... Well, is breastfeeding their toddler? I, I quit that business. Wait We're a minute, done. like just now? Yeah. How uh, how old is Abby? Two. Uh, that's not too bad, is it's it? It's pretty bad. It is. Yeah, she was like asking for it. Yeah, like, like when the baby can ask for a boob, it's too old. It was boob right? boob. She wanted boob boob, <laughs> and it's it's done. That's don't don't Chinese the milk has run dry. <laughs> don't, don't, don't Chinese dynasties they they feed until they're like twelve or thirteen, don't they? Yeah, but that's yes, my point. But we don't live in a like it's not socially it's not socially acceptable anymore and i i don't know i don't I, think it ever was shut up it was right. it wasn't until i said it wasn't and it's not anymore do you remember me telling you that when i worked at pyramid 
Uh, yeah, it, I didn't want to have the kid with the fries and the milk. <laughs> yeah, the kid was like eating French fries, you know, he like, and he like, walked to the bathroom by himself, and then he comes back and he starts breastfeeding. Wow. Yeah, if you can be entrusted to go to the restroom alone, <laughs> right. you don't need a breast in your mouth. If you can eat French fries, you don't <laughs> yeah. need... I mean, he had like a pizza. If you have to be carded for beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, see, so just what, like this week? This week. What's going to happen, like, to the milk now? It's gone. There's just not any it just in there? It goes away, yeah. Well, there's some left. It just disappears? You don't have to, like, squirt it out or no, anything? No. I like the fact that you're checking right now. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> does, 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 I think uh, I think Riley might still have a little left, but... Do you want to, like, save... You know how people, like, will save a bottle of their homebrew for years? Yeah. You know, because it's, like, their first batch? That's right. disgusting. Do you want to no. save a bottle? Can we save one here? No. Can we make cheese out of I it? I couldn't... Ew. <laughs> Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. Did you have to like sit sit Abby down and have a conversation with her about it? How'd you? How'd you well, how, I want to know how she broke no, the news. No, actually, we did. We gradually started telling her that you're a big girl now. These are. This is going to go away soon. And finally, one day, I was. I just walked out and I handed her to Sam, and I was like, "I'm done. Wow. We're done. We're not doing this anymore." Don't you think it's traumatic for a baby to not? See I mom's think it, boobs anymore. I think it is a little bit because it's something she's had every day since the day she was born. Yeah, she's but it's gonna... also something. If it's something that I can, um, if I can dis- distract you with blocks, you clearly <laughs> clearly don't need it or want it that bad. Is that what you do with Sam too? You're like, oh, look at the shiny thing over here. <laughs> oh Sam. my god! Again, if only. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need the boo boo. I would. Feel, so is she going to turn into a bitch now? You think? Well, she does have my genetics, so it's possible. Right. This is going to be the thing that changes her. Probable. Nature or nurture. It's going to happen. Actually, no. I think I like her a little more now that we're not doing that anymore. It's like she likes me for me and not just because I'm a source. <laughs> mm. <laughs> She's now... Well, that's one person in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate you sometimes. That's not nice. That's well, really actually really rude. Congratulations on the milk running dry, Bebo. Thank you. All I right. wonder if that's maybe why I'm happier with life. Can you guys believe... That some joker named their LLC after us and is opening a bar in Concord. Wait, what? More, you, more uh, trademark issues? I mean, you've heard me talk about our logo being stolen. Right. Somebody's posting an alcohol sign from the Hop Grenade LLC in Concord, California. And there's a Diablo magazine article about the Hop Grenade bar. What? Yeah. It's never going to end. They're Do you just going to keep uh, trying to steal I it. I mean, that's just like a blatant... That's it's not in my hometown. Like I'm from here, sort of. Do you have your trilogy of of lawyers, of Jewish lawyers, attacking trilogy. them right now? I only have one, and maybe he sucks because he didn't see it coming. How did I not know about this? The hop grenade. That's. Uh, Does anybody have an original idea anymore? Let's go burn it down. <laughs> let's just burn it to the ground. It's right next door to EJ Fair. What knucklehead would put a, a craft beer bar right next to another craft beer place? <laughs> What kind of idiot does that? <laughs> Seems stupid when you put yeah. it that way. I mean, I've done a lot of dumb things with the Brewing Network before, but that right. one... It's like putting a, 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 a car dealership right next to another car dealership and yeah. then calling it Car Dealership Avenue. It's like building. Auto mall. It's like building a big Beer building mall. that has like a lot of different stores in it, all in one building. Like, but of all the same store. <laughs> yeah. It's the mattress strip mall. Different variations of the same store. Yeah. yeah. All right. The truth is, you may have seen or heard the rumor that uh, the Brewing Network is opening a bar called the Hop Grenade. Believe it or not, I did see some people on Friday night, and they were like, 
I was announcing. Basically, so we're opening a bar in Concord. There you go. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> played a gloss over that one. Uh, so I was talking to these people about it. At, What's your point? <laughs> I was at the Anchor Christmas party on Friday night, and uh, I started talking to people about the bar because they had they had seen the their, that article, mm. and and they were like. Oh God! Thank God it's you because we saw this hop grenade LLC sign a long time ago, and we were afraid to tell you. Like we didn't want you to know that somebody else had. Stolen. I didn't want to be the one to tell you. Yeah, yeah. clearly they've heard. Well, that's just rude. <laughs> yeah, but clearly they've heard how I snap about that stuff. They're like, we didn't want to be yelled at, and uh, they're like, oh, we're so relieved that that's actually you <laughs> opening a bar. Yeah. So the Brewing Network is opening the Hop Grenade. That's right. It's a. It'll be a the Hop Grenade. What's it called? Tap room and bottle shop. That's, the, that's it. Yep. So we decided on, and um, so it's not. A, we're not doing like a brew pub or a full kitchen. People ask like, when are you guys going to brew beer? Fuck that. <laughs> who wants to? Who wants to own a brewery? You know, right? I, I have to. A- I have to answer that more than once in the same interview by the same interviewee. Like I have people ask me, so yeah, so you're going to be brewing like what kinds of beer? And then I'm no, no, we're just selling the beer, not not brewing. And later in the same interview, they'll go so. And so you're brewing how how big are, how much? Yeah. Not we're not brewing. Just go a lot. All right. Yeah, we're like a couple barrels. <laughs> we're outsourcing. We're going to brew a 12 pack at a time. We're going to brew one 12 pack every day. So you have, so it's a brew pub then. <laughs> no. So we're opening a tap room. Uh, it will not have a full kitchen, which is kind of why it works perfectly right next to EJ Fair. We're creating a little beer mecca in downtown Concord. Ale Industries is opening a tap room called like the the Pork and Pig Pickle. Pig and Whistle, I think is what it is. I think it's called the Pickle and the and the bacon. Oh man, they should have called Dale Industries. But oh, anyway, what's it? Called? It's called something. I don't know. Something. I have a tap room, not name it after your brewery. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Well, it's, weird. it's the Ale Industries Pig and Pickle or oh. Pig and Whistle oh, or oh, something I'm gonna like call that. Call it the Pig or something. The Pig. Well, you can call it the Pig, but yeah, in Concord, no one will know where you're going. <laughs> Too many choices, <laughs> right? Hey, People, speaking of food, yeah, the Pig and the yes. Pickle. See, do you remember what uh, the Jersey Shore kids called uh, Ugly Broads? In the in the show, I didn't watch the show. Does anybody else remember what they grenades? Called? I never watched. They call them grenades, right? Don't, don't you think we should have grenade night down here? Yes. <laughs> and it's really, like instead of industry night, we should have grenade night where it's just for ugly people. Like the ugly people around Concord could get to know that on this particular night, you can go you to this place go. and feel recognized and feel yeah. welcome. Who would, who would judge the the bouncer? Who decides if they're ugly or not? Me, clearly, at the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah at the door. I'll just. You're all right. Oh, yeah. You can go in twice. <laughs> no, you're a medium. Get out of here. It would be so weird that I have to be like, nah, you, yeah, you're pretty good looking. You got a nice uh, dick. You can't come Justin. Oh <laughs> wouldn't it be great if we could have... I, don't, I probably won't fly, but... No, I wouldn't. I'm going to think about it. Maybe I could market it some way. I would love to have grenade night. <laughs> that... It's just a room full of a mess. Everybody's a mess in there. You uh, act we, like we that's could... not going to happen anyway. <laughs> right. Every night is grenade right? night at the Hop Grenade. Well, I'm real excited about it. We, uh, I think we get the keys. Uh, this is a project that uh, Scott and I and the Moskowitz family have been working on for quite some time. And I think we get the keys to the building tomorrow. Yep. Is that confirmed? Because I'm still really superstitious. And I feel like I, because I'm announcing it right now and we don't have the keys, in the next 12 hours, shit could really go wrong. Major earthquake? Yeah, like maybe there will be a fire there. And then we've lost our bill. I mean, what? We, you know, I will feel terrible if that happens. Yeah, you're right. No, I don't know if we're getting the keys now. <laughs> Great. You've talked me out of it. Uh, I was sure. 
people, there was a coffee shop there, and people, there were some people that are kind of angry with us. They thought, like, we kicked them out. Yeah. You know who was the most angry was uh, John Plise. Really? Yeah, when I was telling him this the other night, and he was like, uh, I told him the whole thing. Yeah, it's going to be a tap room, and there's going to be bottles. You have the studio there. And he yeah. was like, so Panama Red's moving out? <laughs> that was his and only I was like, response? I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah, their coffee's good. But anyway, there's going to be all sorts of good beer. And then he was like, so are they moving to a different location? Or... <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like, I, mean, I really like their coffee. Yeah, he really was into them. Yeah. Wow. I think they, they are moving. Coffee. I think they are moving to another location. They're moving to Walnut Creek. We didn't put them out of business, by the way. The, no, they, they decided to leave. Yeah. I don't think that was the best location, actually, them. for a, a coffee place. It's not. Like, well, there's two other coffee places. There's Pete's on the other right. corner. I mean, who and would open a coffee place next to another <laughs> coffee place? Panama Red was there first. Uh, well, and I mean, this. Pete's can kind of stand alone, but Panama Red's not like wide. Yeah. You know, it's not really wide known, and um, it's not on a main drag. I bought their you coffee I mean? for Winterfest every year. I would buy just coffee, coffee, coffee for the volunteer. I, I don't really know what I'm going to do this year. Go to Pete's. Go to Pete's. <laughs> oh, yeah. or go Starbucks. Pete's is actually terrible. See, Starbucks is right there, too. Yeah. Two coffee places in one plaza? Stupid. Next thing you know, you're going to have a bookstore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... We're looking to open, I think, around April. It's going to take a little time. We have to build the place out. We're building. We're going to put the studio right in the bar. So now you can actually come hang out with us, and it's not my living room anymore. So that'll be exciting. Um, I have a question about that. Um, are we going to be like, not that I don't like our listeners or anything, but you know how <laughs> Sam likes to invite creepers in who just wander in and like yeah. touch it? Yeah. Is there going to be a lock on our door? Um, no, those are my friends. You're just describing. <laughs> yeah, stop talking about Tasty. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, There's going to be creepers, yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we're going to lock the door. I think it's going to be up to our GM to make sure that nobody, Sam doesn't do anything stupid. Sam doesn't do anything stupid. <laughs> we'll put him on 86 list right off the bat. See? Okay. Yeah, Sam's going to have to just He'll sit be on out. probation. He's going to have to wait in the car. Cool. Kids will be allowed, so... That makes me happy. Yeah, Ab, listen, I wouldn't yeah, do anything no to place. remove Abby from this uh, growth experience <laughs> that is the Brewing Network. That is, will be I actually life. think it's very good for her to be around you hot messes so that she can see what to not do in life. <laughs> you just called me hot. <laughs> <laughs> so we're putting the studio in there. Um, you'll be able to come watch the show, and then when we have guests like we have tonight, we'll we'll try to get their beer on tap. I mean, assuming there's still laws... I, I, I think. And then, like, so they have to be distributed in the state of California. But now, think about this. Like, now when we have, uh, say, uh, Vinny Chalurzo or, or Jeremy from Lagunitas on the show, you come hang out with them and, and all their beers on tap, and it'll be, it'll be a, a rip-roaring good time. So that's the plan. In accordance with that, I'm happy to announce that this month will be the last time you ever hear a Sunday show. I'm canceling the session. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, we're moving the show to Mondays because we because I hate Sundays for one. And it's the Lord's Day. Yeah, who wants yeah. to work on the Lord's Day? Not this guy. The Lord says don't, and I listen. <laughs> like I listen to everything that guy says. Right, that guy's awesome. Yeah, he kicks a lot of okay, ass. Okay, stop. Except for masturbation. <laughs> I don't. That's fine. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say not to do that though. Right. Not if you're, no, uh, you're Catholic, I think, right? Yeah, Judaism says it's fine. I think Christianity has an issue with it. I think Christianity, yeah. The Jews are allowed to jerk off? Yes, you are. Yeah. I don't know about the act hmm. itself well, no one... of masturbation. It's the thoughts that are behind it that are not. Oh. Yeah, but they go hand in hand. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to think about crackers? <laughs> hand while you're, in hand. You know. <laughs> you got to think about no, something. Like, you should think about your wife. 
I don't have a okay. wife. So yeah. Can I think about somebody else's wife? <laughs> no, that's All right, let's just stop talking. <laughs> let's okay. just not talk about this. Is that not right? How, what do I have to do to be a Jew? Do, you have to, do I just say it? Do I just be like, I... Talk to yeah. Madonna. You click your heels together a couple times, talk to Madonna, and you're a Jew. Yeah. Okay. Madonna's not a Jew. She's, I like Kabbalah. <laughs> She's a Kabbalah follower, right? Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Do I you thought know? It's, it's Jew sounding. Yeah, I think it's like scholars' uh, interpretation of the Torah chronicled and... <laughs> Because when, when I think of You're scholars, it's not Holy Scripture. It's it's like uh, smart people's take on Holy Scripture. Come on. Yeah. Oh. When I think of scholars, well, I think Madonna. Is that the one with the red bracelet? I, huh? I think you have to wear a red bracelet. Oh, like, no, 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 a red no, string bracelet. No, that's a friendship bracelet from Golden Grams. Oh. Yeah. But you're still a Jew, right? You'd still be called a Jew if you're that? If, if you're, you're a Kabbalah what? follower? Um, no, you have to... I don't no, think don't so. Don't you have to go to like classes with a, yeah. like a real rabbi to become a Jew? Yeah, yeah, you do. It's a complicated conversion process. That's weird. Because, That's because then every attorney and with their gum-chewing secretary, you can't make it easy, you know? But the Christians do. Like, watch. I'll become a Christian right now. I love Jesus. Yeah, it is that easy. I'm now a Christian. Yes, yes you are. Bless you. Now, can I, That's actually not how it goes, but... Mm-hmm. It's pretty much... Can I undo it? How do I undo it? Shit. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I can? Yeah, you're a human being. Hmm. It's not like that to become a Jew, huh? You got to go to class. Yeah, yeah, they take yeah. it really seriously. And is it like it an accredited months. school? Uh, you can do classes online these days. I think. <laughs> what are you doing? I was finishing my Judaism class online. <laughs> is it accredited? Because if it's not accredited, I'm going to wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Oh yeah. So we're moving the the, the session to Mondays. So, right. Uh, so what'll happen? We'll still do uh, three shows a month, but no longer will you look like is it Sunday or Monday or whatever because. It needs to also be a consistent night for the bar because people need to know. I oh, show up on a Monday night. There's always a show, and so even on our off week, I'm going to get another show in there. Like maybe one of the Bruce Strong recordings, or I have some other ideas too. So Monday night will be broadcast night. I think we'll still do Brewing with Style on Tuesdays. Tasty uh, from there. Yeah. And now you have a live studio audience to help you like taste the, the beers. <laughs> yeah, you could. Um, That'd be great. How many taps are we going to have? Twenty. Twenty taps. How many bottles? Are we? Twenty bottles too, right? Yeah, I don't know the number. How a many, lot. How many doors of colds? So yeah, the the taps will be flanked on either side by big refrigerator doors, floor to ceiling. So how many doors? How many open? Two. But they're behind the bar, tasty. The thing one, is, each one has a door. Two of those. Yeah, two doors. And then there's there'll be small doors under the taps that you don't see. So but oh. here's the thing. Here's why you're. I know why you're asking that, tasty. And here's the thing. Even though it's taproom and bottle shop, we're not actually allowed to be a takeaway bottle shop yet. It's on premises. It's not zoned uh, to be off premise, so we have to change that. So we're going to open where oh. with just like an on premise bottle shop. You can buy lots of bottles and drink them there. Yeah. And then as time goes on, it's a rather expensive process to get the zoning changed, and so we're going to figure it out and see if it's necessary. Morgan, the 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 ale industries place is a bottle shop, and that's two blocks away. I'm curious if he's zoned for that. I mean, I don't want to. Trying to get him in trouble or anything. I hope he is. Well, he's got a different license. He's a brewer. He's he's a he's a type twenty three. He's a oh, so it's his tasting room. Yeah, yeah, but he's doing other bottles. Oh, other people's bottles. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he's doing that. That's a different license. Yeah, he's doing other people's bottles. Well, also, it's not just the ABC license we have to be concerned about. In this case, it's the city. The ABC doesn't have a problem with us. It's a zoning issue. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's right. Because we're considered at that point by the city a liquor store. Liquor store. And they don't want us, like, selling photies to the homeless dudes. Right. Right. The reason the zoning exists in the first place is so there's no 7-Eleven in the downtown square because that's not the vibe they want. They don't want that. Apparently, there's a lot of homeless people in Concord. Yeah. More than Martinez. Well, because it's a larger city, if you can believe it. They're, be- um, they're better hidden 
in in Concord. <laughs> yeah, where are they? Not. Oh the, my God, they're right by the the Safeway on Willow Pass, right there. They're in the parks. Oh, I've been hit up right there at the. Uh, Coming out of the uh, spaghetti fair. factory. You sure this yeah. wasn't one of Tasty's friends? I'm sure. I gave them my leftovers. Mm. Why? That, was, that was me, Bevo. <laughs> They're never going to learn to fend for themselves if you keep... It's like, don't feed the bears. Yeah. <laughs> Teach the man <laughs> to fish. Learn to fend yeah. for them. How old are they? They probably learned at one point. They well, just stopped. they forgot. I see. All right. Did I miss anything? So April, Hop Grenade, Concord. Right. We're going to do a big old grand opening. Uh, you'll hear, you know, we'll we, give you details as we have it. Are we still going to be on at 7 Pacific? Or maybe, uh, I mean, 6 Pacific? Or maybe we would be my move to 7 since it's... Hmm. Ain't no one got it is an entertainment seven. item at the. I think we're going to stick with six because we still have our live listeners on the East Coast. And but happy hour is still seven. <laughs> or I don't know. But I'm just kidding. I don't know what you guys format is. writing the rules. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you, I see what you mean. It's entertainment now, so you may want to put it into the yeah. Keep them there till ten format. I got to think about that. I'd like to keep it at six, but yeah, you might be right. I don't know. Whatever. Think about well, because then it's you know. It, it depends on what portion of our listeners. Well, no, it's all. Everybody's going to be pissed. Yeah, so, all listeners yeah. are pissed off. I don't even Most know. do it at midnight. <laughs> we're actually, we're not even going to broadcast anymore. Well, I don't think we should. We should just stand there and look at people. <laughs> Sit there and talk. We'll just be hanging out. Just go look at that guy right there. Yeah, it's like a loser. You know, a more important question, Tasty, is are we going to have to censor ourselves now that we're being broadcast into a live Oh, public all, space. An all-ages space, you say, too, right? It is an all-ages space. So we could have to F-bombs right in front of 11-year-olds and all that kind of stuff. Huh? Wow. Yeah, like we were just talking about jerking off and Bevo's yeah, boobs. Right. right. Together not in the, the same... No, not no? together. Oh. I mean, separately. That's what but. I put it together as. Oh, yeah. we got. I knew what you were saying. <laughs> I, like, I figured it out. We're going to have to go terrestrial style. So we have thought about this a little bit. And the thing is, I don't want us to... I don't really want to censor us. We might have to mm-hmm. be a little more cognizant of, of what's happening, but... I think what we're going to do is maybe just have the ability to turn the speakers on and off, so oh. that because if I want to start talking about Bevo's tits, I you know you now I, you have that God given right well, as an American. Well, how about well the, yeah, how about I the hot don't chick know if I agree with that. Well, you you'd be wrong. Okay, <laughs> uh, see, this is what I mean. I just let you do whatever you want. <laughs> maybe the live feed in the bar has a delay dump. Like uh, like the CBS days. You know? Oh, do you think anybody at a bar would be offended? Well, if their kids are there, you said all ages because it's all ages. Yeah, with the exception oh. of me, what kind of an idiot would bring their kids to that to a place like that? It's but conquered. It's, it's conquered. There's well, lots of you. You make a good point. Conquered. Also, this though, it's not just kids. Like, what if some dude brings his wife in? Like, oh, let's let's go have a beer. I've heard about this place, and then they're sitting there, and then they hear hear me talking about dicks. For a half an hour, yeah. and she's offended, it's and then she never a comes long back. Long time to focus on dicks. Just saying. <laughs> so I feel like it's going to be tricky. I don't know about it. A delay well, is one option. Maybe we need to weed them out, so to speak. It'll, be a, much, it'll be much more well, fun place. Any publicity is good publicity. There'd be no prudes there at all. So it'd be that's true. Good, yeah. Or you could just like schedule. Like right now, what we're doing, just talking. You could not be having this playing in the. Um, just do the area interview. and then just do the interview and then when we start to implode on ourselves you can just <laughs> but, <laughs> turn that shit off but i think more people than not will want to hear the whole thing it's just going to be that well, then occasional they can listen to us on the download crude. maybe you just have a uh, directional speakers like half of the joint yeah you can hear it and then you step across the you know fake meridian line and, and right it's just terrible music playing that's a good idea jay you did bring up the um super lame Disco, uh, silent disco dance party at GABF where everyone just throws on the headsets. Yeah. So maybe we have a, a you know, lounge area with headsets if you want to listen to the That's show. That's terrible. Go over there. 
I see it does solve the problem, but yeah. I yeah. Is anyone going to want to sit around with these goofy headsets on? No, well, I think we should do the disco music thing instead. Oh, that's <laughs> disco GBF all the way. Exactly. No, yeah. because uh, I mean, it, I already get skeeved out sharing headphones with you guys. Right. <laughs> well, you don't have to wear the headphones. Well, no, but I'm saying that I'm Others. sure there are people like me yeah. out, out in Congress. Well, wanna... That was the first thing I thought of. That's gross. Yeah. Yes, Tasty. I want to be able to look out the glass and, and talk to the girl, which you know, that's you showing me her tits. Like right now, like if yeah, we were on the, during the show, she was there. You'd be like, like hey, the pretend me. girl. <laughs> It'll be great. I'm like in the middle of an interview, and we're going to hear Tasty going, "Hey, baby, uh, wait a minute." Hey, he needs to happening? bite down on that Cialis tablet in his cheek. <laughs> in his tooth. Sounds like I'm eating M and M's or something. Like a Nazi spy. Like cyanide. Shit, I got caught. I'm dead. This this place could be great for your uh, libido. No, no, your no, no, libido, no, no. tasty. I, I don't operate that way. You know, I thought about this too. I <laughs> My thought, libido. That's, oh yeah. <laughs> I thought you know, hey, we're sitting in the room doing the show, and yeah, someone, some lady in a you know low cut top walks by, and you've just asked Brendan Moylan a question, but he isn't looking at you or listening. Yeah, he's he's looking, looking out the window at the yeah. chick. Yeah. So I thought, what if we do reflective tinting? So we, it's like a mirror oh. when you're inside the studio. Ooh. We can't see out. Correct. Hmm. It does seem to take the fun out of it, but it does it solve does. a problem. It, it is hard to focus when the crowds are. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Can it be removable? Like, is there a way we can, you know, scratch a hole in it like a peep show? <laughs> that chicken, right. the green shirt, man. I just couldn't. Can we take have it. like a video feed or something to see what's going on out there? <laughs> yeah. Just in case, can we, yeah, can we turn it on and off. What about the cameras? Like, so is live stream up right now? Yeah. So, of course, yeah. you can watch the show all the time. Is the camera just going to be on the studio, or should we have? No, a we should crowd? have an audience camera for sure. Yeah, yeah, we should have a live bar. Um, that'd be cool to have a live bar cam just twenty four seven. Anyways, yeah, that's always weird though. Those things are, don't you find that weird that somebody could be sitting at home watching you just sitting at the bar drinking? Is that legal? No, no yeah. yeah, you don't want to show people in a it's legal. bar. Yeah, all you got to do is say you you know we have a live stream, and if you come on the premises, then you are I mean, being filmed, and your likeness can be used, and blah blah. blah. I, I can stalk, I I can stalk the servers with actually going there. <laughs> yeah, this t- is going to be great. How can the cameras fun? moving? Tasty has his own remote. <laughs> <laughs> Stop zooming in on me. Uh, I, awesome. I don't know if I want the no. I've seen cameras cam. in bars; they don't last. Everybody hates them. They do, right? Yeah. But we could do just the listener area. Like, there's going to be kind of a lounge That's area fine. where you can sit. You know and, where the you mm-hmm. know. Got to be able to cut to that. We yeah. We I mean we need a, a camera for the show for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. You know the people are going to be disappointed that you're barely going to be able to see Bevo. The way the way the the booth is there, you're you're the only one who's kind of off to the side. That's okay. I know you like it, but other people are going to be disappointed. I don't think you can really see me now. When no. you come in, really. they yeah, can't no, see you at all. we can't see you. We never see you. <laughs> what if we? Uh, I'm not even here. No, I mean on the. Uh, no. Oh, you mean. You can't see me at all. I mean, the people there who come in just to see you. Oh, that's fine. Like Sugar Valley Brewer, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I hear he's moving to the Bay Area, actually, yeah. next month. Actually, uh, this just in, uh, he's our general manager. We <laughs> hired uh, Sugar Valley <laughs> Brewer. And this just in, I will be forwarding my resignation to you. And divorcing Sam to marry Sugar Valley Brewer. <laughs> I think we better rewrite our sexual harassment policy now that we've got Sugar Valley as our GM. Do you have one? Uh, sexual harassment policy. I think we have to at this. You, you, you know what? What's weird is there's a, all sorts of official things happening with this stupid new place, including like employee manuals and sexual harassment policy. Are you sure we have to do that? So wait, do I fall under those? No, because you work for me, not the hopper. So then I would just be. You have. I can to still be just a total. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There's no protection for you. Damn it. Yeah. 
Which is why I also don't work for the Hop Grenade. What a disaster that would be. <laughs> Get sued in a second. I'm just, the Brewing Network will be subleasing space from the Hop Grenade. So whatever I do over there. So it's a numbers game. That's my business. Right. Yeah. Never again. All right, I have other things to do, but that's do the you? deal. And if anybody has any other questions, you know, feel free to ask. Uh, 888-401-BEER, that's our number. But look for the Hop Grenade to be opening in uh, April. So we're going to be starting work right away. Is there a website? Oh, yeah, there is. What's it called? Hopgrenade.com. There you Weird. Go. Yeah. Simple. It's just like a like a landing page, like, you know, yeah. splash page. To be filled yeah. in later. Yeah. But it's there, you know. Can we get this box fixed? Yeah, I'll, with all yeah. our new, with all our new bar money, totally. Thank you. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Uh, all right, thanks to our show sponsor, More Beer. They bring you this session and every session that will continue in the new place. They're our longtime sponsor. Go over to morebeer.com and check it out. Today on the show, we've got Full Tilt Brewing Company. Uh, they're out of Baltimore, Maryland. On the show tonight, longtime listeners, I hear, fans of the show. So, and did they send beer? Yes, they did. Excellent. So we got their beer to try. Triple eight four zero one beer. Bevo is in the chat room. You can hit the chat button on the homepage if you want to ask questions that way uh, of Full Tilt or anything else. Winter Brews Festival tickets are now on sale. You can go to bnbrewfest.com, and uh, that's the that's the site. We'll be updating that as we get breweries signed up. Uh, you'll see all the regular characters there, though, plus a, a couple new ones. I'm working on getting Jester King out for that festival. Nice. I know that uh, we're going to have Moonlight Mead this year. Yep. So that's mm-hmm. exciting. And, um, yeah, several other things happen. So go to BN Brew Fest, and you can buy your tickets now. Here's the deal. If you buy by December 24th, then we pay all of the um, processing fees. So their tickets are $35 in advance. Um and they'll remain $35 in advance, but after the 24th, you have to pay, it comes out something like $3 in um, processing fees. fees that we will pick up between now and December 24th. So buy your tickets early. Uh, it's a great gift idea. It's a great stocking stuffer <laughs> yeah, idea. it sure is. Or it, you could put it on a menorah day. Is that those what are, are? Those I think are that's done. already passed. Those are done. But they, you could stuff your bra with them also. Uh, that's a good idea. Thank you. Hanukkah passed? Yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's it over, was really dude. early this year. Yeah. It changes? Yeah. That's stupid. The, the, the Jewish calendar is a, a little different. That's why, like, the Jewish New Year's in September, Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. Yeah. I think it follows the moon or something. It's Or the sun, I don't know. Is it ever after Christmas? No. I No. It's I don't think it's during, ever coming it? Yeah, yeah, but, it? yeah. Yes, I've seen it occur during, maybe, like, the second to last of the last night, but... I see. Did you light a menorah? Yeah. Absolutely, lit some candles, made some latkes, the uh, the fried potato. Uh, oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, delicacy. Mm-hmm. Didn't you bring us latkes once? I think I did a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. The Jews are like, "Hey, I know. Let's uh, fry potatoes." Everyone's like, "Genius! <laughs> That's you- a delicacy." Whatever your girlfriend knows how to make those real yeah, good. They're really, really good. <laughs> Do they teach that in Jew class before you become a Jew? Oh, it's part of the conversion process. Absolutely. <laughs> you must yeah. better. That's the test. Twenty five latkes <laughs> to make a good latke. Yeah. All right, it's Saturday, January 25th is our Winter Brews Festival. Buy tickets now, 35 bucks, 45 at the door. And uh, Tasty's Homebrew will be there. Lucas, Ohio is playing the That's fest, right. uh, this year, as well as Forrest Day is back. He's got a new album out, so oh, wow. it's going to be a good uh, music lineup. Awesome. Uh, Lucas might be in later to sing a song. Oh, great. Yeah. Excellent. Speaking of songs, Sugar Valley Brewers sent us a couple. <laughs> I'll play them later in the in the program, though. Uh, oh, always good. All right. Did I already I, mention that they? we're opening a tap room? I, no. I did that, right? Oh, even when they're nasty. They're no. 
calls for Homebrewer of the Week. We're doing a new featured Homebrewer of the Week today. If you want to be a Homebrewer of the Week, send an email over to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. I suppose you could nominate your friends, too, right? Sure. Yourself. Oh. Just give us their contact information so we can call them. And social security number. Home address. Yes. Uh, Dr. Homebrew, Brew Strong, Brewing with Style, all shows available on thebrewingnetwork.com. Go check out all our different programming. JP's doing a great job with Dr. Homebrew. Thanks. People really like it. Thanks. Uh, you can do your Christmas shopping on Amazon and help the Brewing Network. Just click the Amazon link on our homepage and then shop as you normally would. iPhone and Android apps are available. Just search BN Mobile, then you can listen to us on the go. Watch all this live over at thebrewingnetwork.com slash TV. Subscribe and join the BN Army, and uh, you can become, um, uh, that, that makes Poor it. too. Yeah. yeah. Become a recurring donor for as little as $2 a month, and we put you in the raffle for the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway, which is a chance to win $100 to go spend at More Beer. And they have a lot of things there to spend $100 on. Lots and lots of things. Um, all right. Get all this update, uh, all these updates and more on Twitter and tape bang. Uh, send show ideas to Scott the Jew, Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Do we have a Twitter game? We do have a Twitter game. Twitter game is brought to you today by Austin Homebrew Supply, our friends in Texas, the good part of Texas, Austin. Go to Austin Homebrew Supply right now and check them out. They're great supporters of the show. What's our Twitter game? Well, I don't know if you know this, but uh, apparently there is a black market for beer. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of uh, talk on eBay. You can, you know, people have been selling even growlers of beer. Uh, hard to get on eBay, and it's just getting a lot of attention in the news lately. Okay, um, this beer black market. So I thought, what if the BN jumped in on the black market? What would we have to offer on the black market? The last bottle of Bevo's breast milk. Oh, done! I just won the game. <laughs> you did win the game. I'll send you a free T-shirt. All right. What else would we have? Would we put on the black market? Yeah. What would we sell on the beer black market? Sam. Well, we no sell, not give away. I see. And we could yeah. just, we could give him away on the regular market. I think, right? <laughs> I doubt it. I think we'd have to ship him somewhere. I tried to give him away on Facebook once. It didn't work. Really? Nobody, Nobody wanted would him? take him. Did anyone even like it? Just nothing. Taryn responded with no, and then she came <laughs> back and responded with sorry. I meant hell no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's weird because he's such a nice dresser. <laughs> <laughs> he always. He's always dressed so nice. Has he got like a, a coyote howling at the moon on his shirt now? Or? <laughs> no, he has he on a t-shirt that says King Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. He's truth in advertising. Sam is such an asshole. <laughs> and it has a ding dong on it and he wore that today with, with a purple vel- like velour jacket. <laughs> Wrong. To church, the guy's got style. To That's church, he did then, wear it to church. And then I think a, a Northern Brewer um, hat. I'm sure they're proud. or maybe a Nico. <laughs> I think it might be a Nico Brew hat. I don't know, some sort of hat. Great, a beer hat. All right, he's an idiot. I want to go to your church. <laughs> Seriously, it's an old Radio Shack. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Circuit City. Circuit City. Circuit sorry. City. Shit. Is it really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. Been. We got too big for our regular like sanctuary, so then we rented out a uh, gym at a school for a long time, and then. They wanted us not to be there anymore. So <laughs> why would you do? Oh, uh, they. We were just big and uh, took up a lot of space, and so now you're in the. So now we're city? in a circuit city, and uh, we do two yeah. services a day. Do they still have all the Sunday. old fixtures in there. No, we made it. It looks nice. Looks like a church. It looks like a church. Uh, I walked in. I was like, I I really have a hankering for monster plugs now. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know my uh, my dad and his old business partner did most of the West Coast stores of Circuit City when they did their big expansion in the in the like the early mid eighties. Yeah. So it's now come full circle, and we're you know that's thanks to Circuit City. Right now we're opening a bar. 
Yeah, but Circuit City went out of business. Yeah, they did. I hope this isn't an omen for what's ahead of us in the future. Yeah, but they did really well at first. <laughs> Great. Well, we're going to have a good five-year run, boys. Yeah, in ten years, maybe there'll be a church in the old bar. Yeah. Maybe yeah. yeah. a very small church. So why don't you put a coffee shop in there after we leave? Oh, that's a good idea. There's only two in that square. Yeah, exactly. Whatever happened to Panama Red? <laughs> did I missed miss that place. Did they, did they open up anywhere else, do you know? I think they're moving to Walnut Creek. Okay. Yeah. It is funny to watch people react to me. They're, I'm like, where is it? I'm like, oh, it's like, you know, right next to EJ Fair. And they go, oh, in, in Toto Santos there, where? No, I mean it. It's like right next, next to, it. we like we share a wall. And then you can tell that they are trying to be nice from that point forward. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, wow, what a great idea. <laughs> you know, and you can tell they're going, you're a fucking moron. But listen, I think it's going to work. I think it's a good idea. Well, good. Really, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to run tap lines over to EJ Fair. And <laughs> Are you going to steal their beer? Yeah, yeah. Right. I think that'll be a good idea. That's a good system. Yeah, that's a good plan. I don't think anybody's going to notice that. No. no. Wow, we're sure selling a lot more beer now. <laughs> Revenue's the same, but revenue. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to wait to do feedback because we're running a little short on time. Why? Because well, you talked too long. God, I'm sorry. Talked too much for too long. We'll do feedback a little bit later. Uh, coming up on the show, Full Tilt uh, is going to be on Dan Baumiller. Is that how I say it? Yes. Oh, that's good. Got it right. <laughs> that's good for you. All right. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be back in just a couple minutes with Full Tilt Brewing, 888-401-BEER, or join Bevo in the chat room if you'd like to ask questions. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Guru Network. The session. Brewing up our next batch. 
Radio Gold. Right now. All right. Welcome back to the session. Thanks for hanging out with us. I forgot to mention that our limited edition ugly sweater shirt is available for today only. If you're not on Faceplant and you haven't seen that, then uh, go check it out. You can find the link where, JP? www.cotisdesigns.com slash B-N-A-C holiday. There you go. Or go to our Facebook page and you'll find the link right there. Tonight is the last this is the last chance you'll have to order it. It's a beautiful ugly sweater shirt. Don't it's misle like, yourself. Don't get misled. It's like a high, it's like a sweater, but it's not a sweater. It's like a my you're being misled just by wearing it. It's <laughs> terrible, but I want it. They're pretty red, right? They're yeah, available they're in good. red and green. You can get the t shirt version or the long sleeve shirt version. And it's the BN Ugly Sweater. Go get it now because as of by by tomorrow, it will be gone. It's a limited run. That's right. We're not we're not printing these right now. So no. don't don't wait and go, Oh, I'll just pick it up in the store, you know, yeah. in like two weeks when they're on sale. Because uh, they're not, it's not going to happen. And I think they're going to start shipping this week, so you will get it in time for the holiday. I'm hoping to wear it to our holiday party. Oh yeah, I'm hoping to get it in time for that. That might happen. Yeah, be great. What if everybody shows up in them? That'd be great. That, are you right? That also reminds me, we're having a holiday party, wow. uh, December twenty second at Creek Monkey, right here in downtown Martinez. It'll be our last show of the year. Matt Brennelson from Firestone Walker Brewing Company is coming up to do the show. He'll also come to the party. Bring your friends out. It's free admission. Beer and food will be available for purchase. And really, we just want to hang out with you guys. It's from two thirty to four thirty on Sunday, December twenty second, right here in lovely Martinez. How much does it cost to get in? At Creek Monkey, it's free to get oh, in. Shit. Um, and then you know, you just buy your beer and hang out with us. Buy your beer, buy your food, and party. And party. With I might do app- shirt. Depending on how many people RSVP, I might do a little bit of food, like some appetizer type stuff for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, you know, just come by from Creek Monkey and support our local and hang out with us. We just wanted to party with you guys for, you know, the last time. Yeah. And JP's then, dying that night. I am dying that. What? Yeah. You didn't, didn't tell me that? Oh, Ter- I thought you knew because Taryn told me and I just assumed. <sighs> I got to go. Yeah, I mean, got- um, and then afterwards, come on, uh, hang out, watch us do the show, and party with us here. That's right. You're welcome to come out to the studio, and uh, we'll have beer on tap here as well, and you can hang out with Tasty. You know, I'll be here. Yeah, only Tasty. All right, rest you guys just be up in the studio. <laughs> I'll work the floor down there. There you go. We've got Dan Baumiller from Full Tilt Brewing Company on the line. Are you with us, Dan? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Great. Thanks for being on the show, brother. Uh, thanks for having us. Um, this is awesome. I'm really excited. Uh, l- listen to you guys uh, as much as I can. So um, it was really cool to hear from you. Oh, we're glad. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore, Maryland, huh? That's right. Balmo. How many? How many other craft breweries in Baltimore? <laughs> um, we got we got a few. Uh, Heavy Seas has been around for a while, and then uh, recently. What union popped up, and uh, the Ravens been contract brewing for a few a few years, so not too many. Um, nothing like what you guys got out in uh, San Fran, but right. um, we're getting there. Okay, and are you a, are you a Maryland boy uh, from the beginning? Oh yeah, born and raised. Okay, very nice. Uh, Full Tilt Brewing Company is the name, everybody. If you want to go check it out, you can go to fulltiltbrewing.com. You guys have a great website. A lot of information on there. Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, one of our buddies has uh, been helping us out with it, and um, he's been on tour. He's actually like a videographer. I, 
I think he might be out with Elton John or something. He hasn't been able to uh, update it in a couple months, but uh, he does a great job when he gets to it. Nice. He's out yeah. partying with Elton John. Well, what song does you know, Elton John? Six do? Degrees. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's cold. How long has Full Tilt been around? Well, um, we brewed our first commercial batch uh, December 6th of 2012, so we're basically just a year old uh, commercially, um, and uh, basically the company is uh, Nick Fertig, um, who's my first cousin, and myself, and uh, we're home brewers. Uh, we're, I mean, we're still home brewers. Okay. Um, we've been doing that since about 2008. Got it. Who got you into home brewing? Um, we got ourselves into it, I guess. I mean, um, we were lucky enough to grow, um, you know, to, you know, turn 20 or 21, like right when, um, you know, craft beer was very prevalent. So we just kept getting into trying new things and, uh, just seemed like something cool to do make your own beer. Got it. What do you guys homebrew on? Do you have like a DIY system or did you buy some fancy thing? Well, um, when, when we started, we just bought something off of eBay. It was just like, you know, your typical like, um, plastic buckets and, you know, we got our own stock pot, uh, stock pot and all that. Um, but now we've upgraded to, um, the, the plans for the system is called the Brutus 10. Um, I think it's like alenuts.com has all the plans or it's kind of like, um, I think the more beer Browmeisters, uh, like similar type of thing. Okay. Yeah. F- uh, 15 gallon, uh, Blickman. Pots, little uh, product placement. If you guys uh, still do business with them, absolutely. So it's a, it's <laughs> there a, you go. It's a flat system. So the, yeah, the it's Brutus, flat, um, it's uh, pump operated. Yeah, the Brutus Ten has been around in the kind of homebrewing forums and stuff for quite a long time. It's a, yeah, a, a homebrewer. Yeah, we, we saw that YouTube video that they put out there, and, and as soon as we saw it, we're like, we have to have that. So we kind of just uh, scraped together as much money as we could, and um, you know, had a lot of friends weld some stuff together for us, and. Um, I don't know, it took it took over a year to get get it finally operational, but it's been great. I mean, it's um we design everything off of that, so it's pretty key. Oh, so you use it for as your pilot system now? Yeah, nice. for sure. Yep. Is there um, a, is there a, an advantage to a pump over gravity fed? Um. Well, I never used gravity, but um, I I don't think so. Um, I maybe it's the pump's a little faster. Yeah. But, um. You I can mean, slow I guess that more down. Things can break that way too. Yeah, you can back that pump down too. Why, why would you do it then? Why wouldn't you build a gravity-fed system? Space. <laughs> well, that's a good question. Uh, that's just the plans that we saw, so <laughs> that, that's what we went with. It's because they just didn't, you asshole, yeah. Scott. <laughs> leave Sorry. them alone. God, well, I'm just if curious. It, if it's a three-tier, you know, usually the plans that are out there, are like it's it's they're pretty tall, and you got to get on a ladder. If it's two pumps, you don't have to reach up and look in the pot or, or get on a step stool or anything. It's just everything's eye level. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if I had a better answer to that question, I'd have given it to you. <laughs> right. I, I, just, I just gave you one. That's all right. Yeah, use that from yeah. now on. I also... Yeah, yeah, what he said. I also think it's cooler to, to use. Like, it's just more fun. You kind of feel like a like it's a pro brewery when you're pumping yeah. stuff back and if forth. If you have the space, of, it, I, I do like that design. It's pretty cool. That's what we used at the, uh, the Matt Burleson video. Yeah. 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 Mine... It, although, so, I have the... The 1500. 1500 that's, yeah. that's not flat, right? As my regular system. Yeah. You have a three tier. And I could do gravity with it, but the hot li- you can't with the hot liquor. I still have to pump. Right. But, but then from the mash tun, it's pretty much it's gravity down into the kettle. Correct. And then I could go gravity from the kettle, but I pump it through a, a therminator, a wort chiller. So I need the pump for that. You could also go gangster. Yeah, we, we use the same exact thing, the therminator. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How yep. long have you been using yours? 
Um, I think we finished that system up in 2010. Okay. Um, and I mean, anybody that's uh, started home brewing where you try to just uh, sit it, you sit your pot in ice, uh, you know, like that would take three hours or something like that. And yeah. And, you know, then we use the wort chiller, but, um, you know, like the copper um, immersion, you just drop in. A, yeah. Immersion kit. Um, yeah. But, you know, you always feel like that that's dirty. I, I mean, I know there's ways to sanitize it, but uh, just the thermator seems so, like uh, so much more efficient, too. It's always weird when you put the you put the chiller in the immersion chiller in and you, you know you hose it off and stuff but it still it looks kind of gross yeah and then when it comes out it's super polished and shiny so you know everything on it that was on it is now in your beer yeah <laughs> yeah that's what we said every time it's like oh well I thought it was clean but now I know it's clean <laughs> yeah now it's, yeah. it's per- I mean yeah. clearly it doesn't really affect it because otherwise we would have noticed but maybe it does it's still a psychological thing yeah, for me right. it gives it a delightful minerally quality <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah water hardness uh, you're already post mash anyway but right yeah there you go <laughs> so how many gallons is your system then that. Well, the pots the pots are fifteen gallon, okay. but um, I I don't think we, we never go higher than like um a ten gallon or ten gallon target like boil down. So what we fill it up to like twelve point seven five gallons, um, and then it boils down. Okay. Mm-hmm. How many gallons are mine, JP? Like you 14 have you also, have right? ten ga- fourteen gallon kettles. Yeah, yeah. So you do a ten gallon system. Yeah. yeah. I have pretty to much the same thing as us. It is okay. I have to put like I have to fill my kettle nearly to the top of that fourteen gallon mm-hmm. in order to to transfer about twelve gallons in order to end up with ten gallons. Yes, does that all sound right, or am I doing oh, something right. wrong? Those pots yeah. are too small for what you're doing. Oh, they are. You have a bigger permit. I should have a big. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Works great with using two carboys, but using a yeah eleven. You went eleven and a half gallons or so out, yeah. of, your, out of your kettle. Okay. You're not going to get it with a 14-gallon. Yeah, I think you're right. right. How many, uh, what kind of fermenter do you guys use at home? Yeah, so um, that's the one thing that we are skimping on. We, we've never, got, we've never got, gone out and gotten our own, like, uh, stainless conical fermenters or anything like that. Um, so we're just using uh, the same white plastic buckets that you guys are. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I mean, we do so many at a time when we're doing it. Um, like we don't just brew one batch. It'll be like over a day or two, we'll brew four to six batches, wow. and um, you know, so then we'd have to have four to six fermenters for those. So right now, we're still in the old school buckets. We we need to upgrade when we get some money. Got it. <laughs> so give me some money. So is everybody what that's... <laughs> buy some full tilt right yeah. now. <laughs> jerks. Yep. So how yeah, did for you like uh, two or three more years? How did you end up? Uh... <laughs> Pro. It sounds like you were homebrewing a whole bunch, and did you just decide to go pro? Did somebody talk you into it? What happened? Well, so I've all, I've always been fascinated with owning my own business or working for myself. It's always been my dream. So, I mean, the first time I brewed a batch, I kind of thought, how cool would this be to be my job? So, right. you know, all along, I'm, I'm reading all these industry books on, you know, how people got their start, you know, like the Sam Callion from Dogfish and... Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brewing was a you know big inf- influence on me, and so um, you know it was always the dream. And uh, so we're brewing for all our friends. We're throwing huge parties. Um, you know we'd make ten, fifteen batches for an Oktoberfest party and kind of getting our own grassroots following. And uh, you know we're thinking how do we how do we start a business? And I mean you think that the easier, less expensive way would be to start a brew pub or something like that, but um, we don't have a ton of restaurant experience, and the experience I have uh, leads me to believe that I don't want to uh, run a restaurant. <laughs> right. <laughs> you and me both. 
Yeah, so, um, I, I mean, hats off to the guys that start that way. But, um, so, you, you know, we're sitting there, you, none of us have, a, like, a rich uncle or anything like that. So, we're thinking, you know, what if we can find, a, like, a close-by contract um, agreement, you know, to, to get our product out there while we can, you know, um, establish our product in the market. And then, you know, when we go to the bank, you know, we'll actually have a track record of sales projections. So um, we were looking for something like that. Um, apparently, It's pretty tough because most people, I mean, that you talk to, they're always at capacity. You know, craft beer is exploding and everyone, no one has room for you. Right. So, um, so we run into, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Raven beer in Baltimore. He, he kind of goes with like an Edgar Allan Poe theme. Um, so uh, Steve, Steven Demchek. And um, he's trying to get out and build his own facility. Um, and uh, he had some investors, and they're like, well, we're going to buy a huge spot um, that we can grow into. You know, we'd love to have you come in with us from the ground floor to kind of help us pay our bills. Then you get out on your own, build your own thing. So that's, you know, that's how we got there. So that wow. that conversation happened in February 2012. So it was pretty quick. Um, I You know, I thought it would be a year or two, and, you know, it was... 10 or 10 months later we're we're actually brewing wow is steve yep. super depressed with his raven themed brewery <laughs> seem like a hard thing to be around all day uh, um soaking no. his handkerchief in ether and just <laughs> yeah, he's smelling like, it and walking no, around he seems yeah. like an english major type of guy I, nice. I don't know i'm well I, actually i guess he's a biologist but uh he's just an academic loves poe i mean at, uh that's original poe yeah, Poe's, po um, I think he's buried in Baltimore, and you oh, know, right. so you see the Raven stuff everywhere, and I, I think he, um, allegedly he wrote the Raven in Baltimore, nice. so yeah, he just has a big following out here. That's cool. That, so, uh, that Edgar Allan Poe film, uh, I think it's called The Raven with uh, John Cusack, it's really good, by the way. <laughs> Never saw it. Yeah, it's really good, you should check it out, have your buddy check it out. They, they, they had a, um... I don't know if John Cusack came out. Maybe he did. They had huh. some kind of like release party in Baltimore, and uh, Steve had his his product out for that. Like they had a whole thing in Baltimore for it. So that was That's a nice cool. plug for him. I mean, I I'm just I'm sort of just being sarcastic, but usually beer is so like you know like even you guys started your company like after partying a bunch, right? Like, <laughs> it's usually so like uplifting. It just seems like a weird tie-in to be. And uh, this, so we're gonna start a brewery called the Raven. <laughs> <laughs> this seems so well, like yeah, chain smoking I mean, menthol look cigarettes. His, look up his site too, because it, his uh, graphic is hilarious. I mean, it's it's that Poe image. Um, it's even the even the logos, you know, got dark and ominous. Right, I'm yeah, checking it out ominous. right now. Hang on, I'm getting here. Oh yeah, he <laughs> he's got Poe with a couple. All right, that's funny though. He's got Poe with like a couple mugs in his hand, a couple pints. Yeah. Oh I yeah, mean, I've every, seen that. Look, I've seen take, that logo. You know, there's so so many that's craft breweries fun. out there. You have to take a different angle. I mean, something strikes one person, you know, differently than the other. I mean, you know what? I take it all back. This is awesome. His logo's rad too, and I don't <laughs> I don't feel any more depressed now than I was five minutes ago. No, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Steve's pretty. a great guy. Go out. And, Buy his beer. All right, you can go if anyone wants to check it out. I'm I'm just over at RavenBeer.com. You can check yeah. it out. So he so he opens this place. He gets a big uh, brewing facility, and and I guess because he just right. opened, he's not at capacity, and now he brews your beer there as well. Yeah, basically. Um, I I don't I don't know exactly uh, some of the business uh, aspects of it, but I I don't even think he's total majority owner of that place. Uh, there's some investors in there, so okay, maybe to those guys, we're just the same as him. 
But um, I, I, I think the plan is that he's going to stick around long term and try to, you know, gain a uh, larger share of the company. So tell me about the difficulties of contract brewing. Here you go from home brewing, right? All your recipes, you have total control. It sounds like you brew quite a bit, so you were used to reproducing the same beer. And and then you go to a big facility like that. How does the beer come out? <laughs> well, um, it's funny. Um, we So what we'll do, like, I'll take you through the first batch that we ever made. Which, cool. um, we, we call it uh, Baltimore Pale Ale. It's... Um, 6.3% alcohol, uh, American style pale ale that it's, um, it's pretty hoppy. It leans IPA, but, um, we like our West Coast style beers. So, um, y- you know, that's our flagship. We're like, all right, well, we're going to design our flagship. That seems like a, a good one. And, um, so we make tons and tons of batches of it. And then all the while, once they hired a master brewer, um, Ernie Egot from, uh, he was formerly the master brewer of Heavy Seas and, uh, for 12 years and before that he was at uh san miguel for uh something like 25 years so you know the, the guy knows his stuff we we take our batches to him and our recipes we'd write them up on a whiteboard and you know talk them through and he'd taste them and say you know i he, he likes the german style lager so he's just like yeah i think this is too hoppy but this will sell and um you know we're like hey we're kind of getting this out of this hop or you know this out of this grain what do you think and you know and he has all the experience in the world, so he'll kind of give us some feedback on that. Excellent. But, um, you know, one of the things was uh, we had our own yeast that we were that we were using, uh, Y Yeast uh, Labs strand. And uh, so we go over there. We're like, all right, are we going to be able to use our yeast? And we thought, you know, the only restriction is maybe we couldn't use some kind of wild Belgian yeast or something that they might be afraid of, like, infection. Okay. And um, so... They're like, uh, no, you're going to have to use our, you know, our house yeast, which is, um, and I'm blanking on it. It's uh, Safel 5, I think. Okay. Uh, it's like just a standard Amer- American ale yeast. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, we're kind of bummed. Um, but then again, you know, in a pale ale, the, the yeast isn't really on the forefront. So why would they, get- I don't understand why it would be important to them if you're buying the yeast. Is there, is there something I don't know, Tasty, about bringing in a, a, a standard new yeast that's not some sort of... No, if you're supplying the yeast, I don't... Yeah, pitch time, whatever you pitch is what you got. Well, what do they tell you? Well, the way, the way, that, they, the way that they cultivate it, um, like uh, our master brewer refuses to, do, you know, to keep it, I think, what's it, longer than 10, 15 days or something. Yeah, maybe it's 20 days. But um, basically, the way it was explained to us is until we start brewing three, you know, something like close to a beer three times a month. Oh. Um, that it wouldn't be cost effective, for, okay. you know, or even possible for us to do it because we'd have to brew up a little pilot batch, you know, to or get a yeast break. propagate the yeast. Yeah, or I get mean, a yeast break. There's other ways around it. Yeah. I mean, you're right. We could figure something out, but we want to we want to kind of get out on our own and then just do our own thing. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think about the USO five? The sapphire. I mean, it, it, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it it does what we want. I mean, you um, use it in your in your home test batches. Your your small- well. So as soon as we found that out, yeah. yeah. Okay. So every, yeah. every batch we do going forward, All right, so what do you uh, think? We, we use that. And then they have one, um, basically the lager version of that, uh, Saf, Saf Lager mm-hmm. uh, 4, I think it is. Sure. It's basically the same thing, um, standard American lager yeast. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, we haven't done anything with lager yeast yet, but I mean, the, the goal now at home is we want to make everything at you know in my garage um, with as many of the same, you know, brewing styles, methods, and right. as many of the same ingredients as, you know, it's going to be done at the brewery because, sure. you know, when you design something to be one way, 
And even the slightest off taste, e- even if it's good, it could be an improvement. It just it drives me nuts, I know. No, yeah. that's not what you designed. That's very frustrating, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's they always turn out a little bit different. But, um, I mean, I guess we can keep adjusting as we go. Um, you know, just kind of tweak them in the uh, professional arena. I mean, a lot of these guys, like like I know Ernie, when, when, um, when he designs a beer, he'll make... Um, so it, our, our system's 25-barrel uh, brew house, and then they brew three times over two days to fill up 75-barrel uh, fermenters. Interesting. So, it, yeah, that goes up to, that's like 1,000, 1,100 cases or 140, 150 kegs. So, I mean, he'll just he'll just pull that out of his head um, and just brew it. And, I mean, like, that scared the hell out of me. Yeah, that's got to um, hurt. Yeah, just a... I mean, but you know, these a lot of these professional brewers say they've been doing it for thirty years. They know what it, you know. They know how to make a beer, and they're confident, and they do it. And then I guess they just adjust it further down the line. I mean, uh, I can't imagine doing that at this point. But right, I mean, good for them. <laughs> yeah, good for you, yeah, buddy. Yeah, way to go, Moscow. What's the beer that's in my glass now? Well, conveniently, it's the Baltimore Pale Ale. So this was the first uh, style of beer that you brewed with them as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, we made that in December. It was draft only, and then um, once once the bottling uh, machine got up up and running, we uh, released bottles in April, and um, we've made by far the most of that. We've I think something like fifteen batches of that now. Okay, has it been so, the I mean, uh, has it been the same uh, recipe the whole way? Is it the one in our bottle right now? Is it the same one? Yeah, as number we. One? Um, well, since since it's been professional, uh, yeah, it's been the same exact recipe. I th- I think the only thing that really changes is um, the hop crop um, fresh freshness. Sometimes I'll I'll taste it and it'll taste a little fresher. Um, and I don't know, there's not there's not that much I c- I can do about that at this point in time. Right. But but I will say, I mean, like when I was telling you about the design, um, you know how we had to ch- change up the yeast. Um, we were also. I mean, maybe we were wrongfully scared of this, but we had a little bit of Simcoe in there, and um, and we kind of heard about um, that being like a proprietary hop, and we might want to watch out that we don't get squeezed out of that one, so we found a replacement. I mean... What was your replacement? Yeah. What, what'd you say? What was your replacement? What'd you use instead? Well, I don't know how scientific it is, but um, we, I mean, we made it work. We used, um, instead of the Simcoe placements, I've got to get my notes out here, this is... I can forget a lot in a year. We used um, Columbus and Summit together um, to kind of get that, you know, the same bitterness and flavor. Yeah. yeah. Minus the cat piss. I think it was a good choice. It's <laughs> not Simcoe at all. I'm partial to cat piss. Uh, yeah. I, I heard a podcast where you said you hate Simcoe. Although so. I've come around recently. Because <laughs> uh, I've had some really good ones as of the, the last few that I've had. I think people just started getting good at using it is what happened. Yeah. Or the crop got better, maybe. Or I just right, beat sure. my palate to death <laughs> yeah. until I was like, oh, that's I love cat piss. I'm supposed to like this? I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah so so what you take, I don't know if you guys started drinking it yet, yeah. but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you should, aroma-wise, you should pick up a, a huge a huge uh, dry hop aroma. I mean, we dry hop the hell out of that thing. It's like 200 pounds of um, Columbus in the tank. Wow. Um, so it's, I mean, it's a big aroma. I, I'll hold a glass of uh, BPA up to... You know, a big IPA, and a lot of times I'm picking up uh, our pale ale aroma from much further. So that's great. If you like hops? This is uh, the pale ale for you. Yeah, but it's not bitter like an IPA, so I, I'd still call it a pale ale. You know, oh, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah, West Coast style. So I mean, that's that's what you guys are used to out there. Little bit of a spicy hop character to it, just a little bit. Um, 
I got, got some nugget in it, according to the label. Yeah, yeah, that's the bittering hop. Nice. So, Dan, what about 6.3% do you consider to be a pale ale? I, I, that's an IPA uh, <laughs> by my book. I don't know. I mean, it's sure. I guess it's I mean, a little bit out of the uh, BJCP standards. I, I don't know. It's American out, American strong pale ale, maybe. Right out here, if you call your beer a pale ale and you put it up on on a board, nobody's going to drink it because they'd rather have an IPA. So Although, if I think if he called this a, a IPA tasty, I'd have said, "Well, it's not really East Coast IPA." It's an East Coast yeah. IPA. It's just okay. not forward enough for us. But well, it's you, certainly... you know, the way I've answered that question most of the time is, if you if you think that's an IPA, then wait until we do an IPA. Gotcha. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, in the in the chat room, they're going, "Well, Tasty also thinks a brown ale is nine percent." So, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I I, I agree with him. But, oh, this um, is a balanced. Uh, I don't know. It's that's a balanced just, IPA. That's the way we took it. Right. Okay. By the way, folks, if you go to fulltiltbrewing.com and you click on the brews, um, you guys list a lot of the information right there with the beer. All the grains that are used are there and the percentages, the IBUs, yeah. each hops used. Well, you can get around, you know, the the, the pale ale. It's a Baltimore pale ale. There you go. So it's not American yeah, pale ale. another style. Altogether. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's not a pale ale. It's a Baltimore pale ale. But don't start, don't start getting into the Cascadian dark territory like those freaks did. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we just pour uh, pour the water straight out of the harbor and, and uh, boil with that. <laughs> Perfect. Sometimes you have to remove the body parts. <laughs> Don't even yeah, boil yeah. it. <laughs> it's a wild ale. Now, did you have a following before you started brewing? Because I would be nervous about brewing that much beer and and not having you know just starting up. I guess I'd just be nervous about starting up. How do you let <laughs> people know? It. How do you let yeah, people know I mean, about that's- you? That, that was my that was my first concern honestly that was the thing i was worried about um so i mean um i think i think the laws i don't know how it is across the country but here we can't we can't self distribute okay. so one of the things that i wanted to do was i wanted before we ever made anything i wanted to find a distributor that um that's that was willing to buy this much of that beer i wasn't going to make a certain amount and then somebody just say oh well i don't want that much nobody knows who you guys are right so um and then the other thing is like there's just so many with the contract thing it does complicate things like um so i mean imagine you got a fermenter they need to have it full so when we're starting we're thinking oh maybe we just fill it up a third or a half and they're like no if you're going to be using a fermenter you got to fill it up all the way okay so you know that's intimidating so the batch you know bpa yields about 135 kegs or little over a thousand cases wow so you know we find our distributor they're um maryland's not a huge state but they're um statewide and um we told them how much we were going to make and uh they didn't blink they said okay you know hopefully it's good and we'll keep buying it but yeah that's not a problem okay so um so yeah i mean but as, as far as a following i mean we had following as far as our friends and you know a couple hundred people showing up at a party but right you know, not some not what you would think for a thousand cases. So that's a good way it. to do it because yeah. that's a lot of kegs to keep in your living room if you don't have a distributor. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it'd be terrible to watch TV at fifty degrees. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. All right, we got to take a quick break, and we've got some more of your beer to try. Yeah. There's some. Okay. What do I have? Like some kind of a cookie beer going on? Yeah, let, let the the burger cookie chocolate stout. Let that thing warm up because you're not going to taste the chocolate enough if it's. Um, you're drinking at 34 degrees. I, I assume that you're not, but okay, it out there. All right, we'll do that. We'll come right back with Full Tilt Brewing Company. If you've got questions, hit the chat button, and Bevo will get them over to me. Or call 888-401-BEER. We'll be right back. It's the session.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. The Fast Rack Guys. Hope you had a chance to check out our new website, thefastrack.ca, to see the new version for wine and 22-ounce bomber bottles. I know you just heard us on a recent episode, but we've decided to spend seven precious minutes with you before the holidays. This is two of seven. Woo-hoo. So we met some of you guys down at NHC last year, and we had a blast. It was the best weekend of the year for beer drinking. Man, it was good. Since then, nothing's compared. So I took a trip to Toronto Brewing here in our hometown Toronto and picked up some more brewing equipment. I brewed back at university in my dorm room. My buddies called it Binkley's Brewery, but it's been years since I've brewed. And now we're brewing right here in the middle of the Fast Rack office. A couple weeks away from our debut batch, and we can't wait. And hopefully you guys had a chance to check out Fast Rack Wine and Bomber at our website and where you can pick some up through our retailers. At thefastrack.ca. Happy Fast Racking, and see see you soon. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. Be a part of the BN Mead Explosion and ask for, no, demand Moonlight Meads at your favorite bottle shop. Moonlight Meads. Girly names. Manly Meads. Hey, sign me up for that party. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about my favorite heretic beer, Shallow Grave Porter. I love the rich, malty character of this beer. While full and rich, Shallow Grave has an easy drinking finish that isn't too sweet. I've always loved my homebrew porter recipe, so when it's time to brew Heretic Shallow Grave, I started with that in mind. But I tweaked it with all my latest recipe ideas. Just like in homebrewing, I made sure we used only the finest malts, malts that would produce the ideal flavor for this beer. We used select British malts to get the rich chocolate and caramel flavors that we spared no expense. The result is a beer as dark as a moonless night with hints of vanilla, coffee, and chocolate. Perfect for a cool evening out in the woods. Cheers.
All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit austinhomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, austinhomebrew.com. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. session. Thanks for hanging out with us. 888-401-BEER. If you've uh, got a question of our guests or anything else, you can also hit the chat button on the homepage and Bevo's in there taking your questions. Real quick, I want to let you know about Beersmith Brewing Software. If you're looking for a way to gather information and recipes and take inventory of what you've got, you can go over to Beersmith.com and get a free 21-day trial. I think that Brad is even releasing a new and updated version here soon. Oh, wow. Uh, the man is always working on that software, and it's a great piece of software. It works on both uh, I, uh, uh, Mac and um, Windows. Does anybody still have Windows? Does anybody still yeah. buy Windows computers? Yeah, I do. I have two in my house. Do you, did you buy is, them recently? Uh, one I did, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's my entertainment center, my media center. The other one um, doesn't work now due to porn viruses. Due to being Windows machine. Yeah. Chris. Just curious. I have Windows machines here too, but I, just, I don't buy. I don't know. Anyway. I, I honestly find them a lot easier to use than Macs. Macs not are with, not intuitive. Remember when you weren't such a prissy, snobby honestly. bitch? Actually, I'm more concerned about Windows 8, though. Who knows how to use that? It's, I don't even know what that means. It's the new Windows, and you can't use it. They tried to make it overly complex because they're trying to emulate Apple, and the whole benefit of the PC is that they're not Apple. Apple. Yes. No. <laughs> And apples are actually really easy to use. I thought the benefit no. of a PC was that they barely work, so you don't have to work all that often. Right, and then they crap out after two <laughs> years. You're like, hey, I can't come to work. I like Anyway, no Beersmith works on oh, yes. both. Okay. So right. go get your free 21-day trial of the Beersmith Brewing software. We use it here at the Brewing Network. Version and, um, 2.2 was released about a week or so ago. Oh, well, see, there you go. It's already out. Look at Bevo already BT, up on the... BT dubs. Bevo. <laughs> Bevo, you're getting a raise tonight. Yes! Yeah. yeah. Can you double it? Yeah, yeah in this region. Triple it. <laughs> Triple all right. Back to our guest. We got Dan Baumiller ba- from Full Tilt Brewing Company on the line with us. You still with us, Dan? Yeah, I'm here. 
Hey, Dan, do you have, a, uh, like, another job, too? Or are you just full-time, full-tilt now? <laughs> no, I wish. Uh, both my partner and I uh, work full-time otherwise. Um, and then we probably put in 40, 50 hours, probably more in full-tilt. Wow. So pretty much don't sleep. What's your other gig right now? So um, I'm a contract specialist for the Navy. Uh, basically, I buy things. <laughs> okay. And yeah, and then uh, Nick was a nuclear engineer in the Navy, so he was active duty uh, out of high school. And uh, now he works at a power plant. Um, actually, he's there right now. Uh, hopefully, Uh-oh. they give him bandwidth to listen. <laughs> like, is he like the Homer Simpson guy at the nuclear power plant? You mean Homer Simpson? <laughs> Yeah. Well, he, he has to agree to be, but uh, there's no uh, nuclear plants in Baltimore, so he's actually in a coal power one. Oh, I you see. Have, you have to go out in the sticks to get a nuclear job, and I guess he wasn't willing to do that. But other than that, he's Homer Simpson, yeah. If we if we went live to him, would there be a clack song going, Yeah, <laughs> meltdown imminent. It sounds like he's too smart to be hanging out brewing beer with you. Being uh, you haven't nu- met him yet. Oh, is that- <laughs> I see. So it's just the title then, this nuclear engineer stuff. No, he's smart. I mean, just like, I mean, he worked really hard to get that degree. So um, right. I guess you can do anything if you put your mind to it. He's not on here. You could say whatever you want, you know. <laughs> Who's the better be brewer, you you or Nick? Um, I With technical skills, he is. As far as like, you know, when he's running that machine, I mean, he's working the pumps and everything. And he'll understand that stuff a lot more than me. If something yeah. breaks or something's not working, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but, I mean... Our real skill is is basically our palate, or you know, and our recipe design. So it doesn't really make a difference there, right? You know, we just kind of work together. He's going to be a great guy to have around when you do have a, a your own commercial brewery, though. Oh yeah, I mean, he's used to working around all these chemicals, and you know, he'll know he'll know what he's doing a lot more than me working in a you know an actual facility. Excellent. Yep. So uh, I think I ha- what beer do I have in my glass? Yeah, a pumpkin. Yeah, it's a pumpkin beer. Tell oh. us about this beer, Dan. Okay, yeah, that's um, Patterson Pumpkin, our Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Um, so basically, uh, we, we kind of, the, the way we started, like the pumpkin was always a huge hit at our home brewing party. So we've kind of made everything that was just a big deal with all of our friends. You know, we, we honed those recipes a lot more. Nice. So, um, so Patterson Pumpkin, it's, it's 9%. So, um, I mean, it, it packs a punch. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a balanced pumpkin beer, and by hop, um, balance I mean hopped. Like it's a 48 IBUs, which is much as you know some IPAs. So basically, the plan there was to make a balanced, you know, good imperial beer. Oh, and by the way, we throw in pumpkin and you know pumpkin spices. So I mean, some people that are looking for the blue moon pumpkin that's just real sweet, yeah, um, you know, will be like, this sucks, right? Um, but uh, you know, this is one that you'll want to keep drinking. I, you know, I love it. Yeah, I like this better with a little hop character in it. I do, I do like it. Yeah, because you've got a lot of spice. <laughs> convincing, JP. You've got a lot. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm, yeah. You're right. trying to sell a room full of people who don't dig the spice so much. This is spicy, but it's not. I mean, it's I think not, the hops help with. Yeah, all that it spice. does a lot. They do. It it kind of gives it a citrus, uh, almost a citrus take on yeah, it, like yeah, like a like a, like a candied, um, yeah, uh, pumpkin kind of flavor. I'm putting yeah. balling my fist up like a thing. <laughs> Well, I think you get a lot more spice aroma than you do actually, you know, in your mouth. But, um, but yeah, I mean, everyone has their own preferences. I guess it could be too spicy for some people. I, I, no, I think it's pleasant. I don't think it is yeah. too spicy. I would think that if it 
I mean, it has a lot of things going for it that make it not too spicy. For one, that 9% kind of cuts through it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And definitely the hop character. You're right about it kind of having a citrusy character because of that. I think that helps. I think without those things, it would be too spicy. But this is nice because of it. Is it, is yeah. it hard to match uh, hops up with spices, you know, to make sure they complement one another? Uh, I wish I could give you, a, you know, a technical answer for that. We just kind of play around. Um, sometimes... Even like some of our different um, grains, you know, somebody be like, well, this one tastes like it, you know, it's more cinnamon-y. And we'll be like, well, we use the same exact amount. And it's like some of the some of the grains will hide things more. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I don't know enough to give you like a book answer, but um, I definitely find that, that, that that's the case. And this isn't designed as a seasonal beer for you. This is in your regular lineup. Um, no, not seasonal. Oh, it is? Okay. Uh, yeah, we're done with that for the year because um, you get... You get pretty much a couple weeks into October and no liquor store will buy it anymore. I and see. They're just ready to get rid of everything that they have. I mean, I'll, I'll keep drinking until I run out. But um, So, um, I mean, I'd, I'd argue that it's a little more than that, but yeah. uh, it, it wouldn't sell well. I'm looking at the grains used. You got a little two-row, some dark Munich, uh, some red wheat. What is red wheat? Um, I... Um, I it's basically it's more like a, a carapils. It, it's kind of similar. I, um, I, I think we get like a little bit of red, col- a little bit of coloring out of it. But it's basically something for the, you know, the watering tank. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, a lot like carapils, mouthfeel, and you know, it keeps the uh, the the grains from um, gunking up in there. I see. Mm-hmm. Do you guys filter so, your beers over there? Uh, yeah, we. So the the pale ale is 100 percent filtered. Uh, this pumpkin was only like a third filtered. So I mean, every now and again, you'll find you'll see a little sediment at the end of the bottle, like just the tiniest amount. But um, I mean, we don't want to lose some of a lot of the uh, the wheat characteristics. Is that why you only filter a, a third of it instead of not doing it all or, or doing it all yeah, the way? Exa- exactly. You get the yeast and you know some of the trub out of there, and then you know then it's unfiltered. That's interesting. I'd never heard of kind of of partial filtering it's, it seems like a, a good idea yeah uh, it's it's um it's an ernie thing it's our master brewer um i mean we in our in our test batches we don't filter at all right so i mean that that'll change you know how our beers turn out a little bit but i mean we we think we're able to settle them out enough but yeah that's definitely something that's an ernie thing and he you know he stands by it he's been doing it forever so we trust him sure just to get um, the rough bits out What'd you say? Just to get the rough bits out, big chunks, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, so, it is interesting. So one thing I'll ask: what you guys think about this? Um, the the for next year, we're kind of because one of the main criticisms we get of this beer is they'll say it comes off a, l- a little too hot, you know, from the uh, brown sugar uh, fermented. And um, we're kind of deciding what to do: whether we you know bump it down to like eight, eight and a half percent alcohol next next year, and just drop down the sugar a little bit or maybe we build up the grain bill to kind of compensate hmm. um on this pumpkin beer you're talking about yeah yeah i was curious what you guys thought i didn't find it hot at all no not at all not even in the slightest yeah well i tell you sometimes i i think it depends on what you ate for dinner and on all kinds of things because sometimes i'll taste it and i'll and i'll only thing i get out of the brown sugar is like some sweetness which is exactly what you're going for okay. but then other yeah. times you know i'll taste a little bit of heat but you know i i like that anyway so i mean we're leaning towards not touching it for next year but there's, there's a couple reasons to leave it at nine percent even if it did have a little heat which i didn't taste i don't think it would be bad i think it would have been a, a positive flavor the other reason is a bunch of chicks bring, 
drink pumpkin beer. So keep it up there. You know what I'm saying? A little nine percent panty dropper, JP. Especially because it. Uh, well, first of all, I don't wear panties, but <laughs> right. Um, it doesn't taste like it's nine percent. It right. hides it very well. It's it's, it's nicely done. Uh, I, no, I don't think you need to change it at all. 9%. I just specifically went and asked Scott for a glass of this. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> panty dropper. See, legging dropper. She won't. She's wearing. Leggings. She won't yeah. be wearing mom jeans in five minutes. Rude! I'm not wearing mom jeans now. Mom jean dropper. <laughs> But it was so predictable, too. I was already on my way back with her glass. I was like, I know Bebo's going to want this. Right. And then she's going to want this uh, cookie one we're about to have. And then I oh, asked yeah. about the cookie one after the pumpkin one. You know, if, if you listen quietly, you can hear the snap of elastic as her pants come off. <laughs> Bebo's like, we have cookies? Where are the cookies? <laughs> I heard you say cookie. I have two pair of pants on. The first ones are jeans, but I can take the second pair off, the first pair off, because the second ones are stretchy, so I can just <laughs> grow into them. Jesus. <laughs> Do I have this cookie beer in my glass now? Yes, yes, you do. What is this beer, Dan? Okay, so you have the burger cookie chocolate stout in front of you. What you don't have is the actual burger cookie. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. I mean, I could have been, <laughs> I could have been the one that sent it myself, um, so I can't throw Nick under the bus too much, but he just forgot because oh, okay. uh, I'm guessing you guys have not had them. No, what's but a burger? A, like burger, like like cheeseburger? No, it's burger like the German last name. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's basically like a German Im- immigrant came to Baltimore in like 1840, I think, and they've been, they've been making the same recipe since. Sounds racist. Um, it's, yeah, since like 70 or 71 that the Boffre families um, owned that recipe, <laughs> and um, they make it under burger's uh, name. So um, basically, in Baltimore, that that cookie is is just everywhere. You know, in all the grocery stores. Um, I grew up with it. My mom would bring it to family parties. What is and, it? Um, and I'll describe it for you. It's a it's basically just a shortbread cookie um, with just real rich um, fudge chocolate on top. Mm. And so, I mean, it's not real complicated. You're like, you know, what's the big deal about that? But I mean, the fudge is really good. Um, and uh, just, you know, people love local. You know, it's the only cookie I know of made in Baltimore. And hmm. um, so people go nuts for it. I, I you, just, that. you just gave JP a cookie boner. Kind of did. Sounds good. <laughs> I like cookies. All right, yeah. so what did you do recipe-wise to emulate this uh, cookie? Okay, yeah. Throw a bunch so, of these I mean, cookies we've, in? We've been, we've been making a chocolate stout for a while. That was, that was one of our um, fan favorites, um, you know, back in the homebrewing days. In fact, uh, Nick's recipe one time won a homebrewing contest, and um, I think he got a thousand bucks off of that. So that was pretty sweet. Nice. Um, so yeah, we kind of used that as um, you know just a, a base. So it's it's a it's a milk stout, um, but then you know where does the cookie come in? Um, so we tried it. So you know we had this idea. Yeah, we're gonna make this burger beer. You know, how do you do it? Um, so we just started doing little test pilots. Some of it was even like just extract, uh, back on the stove, um, just to save us a little time. And, um, we try, you, you know, we try to throw the whole cookie in or just the fudge and, um, and we do it, you know, in the mash or at the end of the boil or in the secondary fermenter. And, um, it seemed like at the end of the boil was the, was working out best for us. Um, okay. I mean, it was easier to deal with for one, but, um, you just, you seem to get more of, uh, the flavor came out better. You, you, you got a perceived, uh, cookie aroma. So we went with that one, but, um, all the while, I mean, you, you'll see on the label, we use, uh, burgers like logo and everything. So yeah. we called those guys, you know, that was one of the first things we did. We called them to, um, 
you know, to make sure that they were good with it. And turns out that the owner's son is a is a home brewer and he nice. loves craft beer. So he was like, he was all about it. He he was just like, yeah, you can do it, but that beer better not suck. Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I want to taste your test batches along the way. So instead of going to the master brewer, you know, that we'd normally do, we'd go to Charles um, and, you know, we'd say, hey, what do you, you know, which of these three batches do you like? And he'd be like, I get the cookie more out of this. And, um, you know, we'd hope it was something, you know, one of the easier methods. Um, and uh, it ended up being at the end of the boil. We um, we use, uh, if you guys want to think about it in homebrew batches, like for a five-gallon batch, we use uh, a half pound of the, of the raw fudge. Um, we get that direct from the source. Um, and then we throw in uh, two cookies, um, almost just to do it. But, I mean, people swear they get a little aroma off of it. Um, yeah. So we throw that in at the end of the boil, too. And the fudge um, oh. also goes in at the end of the boil. Yep, that's hmm. right. Okay. Um, the, the fudge, the fudge itself, um, they, they add. So we just use it direct from the source. Um, I, I think they add a lot of sugar in before it becomes a cookie. So, I mean, it's this beer's not as sweet as the cookie, and I, I think that's a, a good thing because we wouldn't be able to sell much of it. You'd have one and be like, okay, uh, you know, on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a good milk chocolate stout, and um, as it goes down, you, you can taste some of that that burger fudge. But um, some of the some of the other things we do to, you know, make it taste and smell like a cookie, we um, we use lactose at the end of the boil too. So mm-hmm. you know, you get a little of that the creaminess, you know, a little of that milk sweet sweetness, and um, we use cocoa nibs in the secondary fermenter. And then, uh, and then we use vin- like a little vanilla extract um, post filtration, um, just like in the bright tank mm. right before we bottle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the the, uh, the vanilla kind of cools. The, the purpose of that it, it cools off like some of like the coffee uh, bitterness that you get out of some of these darker grains, like the uh, well, like Brie's chocolate malt and uh, chocolate wheat. Mm-hmm. So it, it just kind of blends that together a little bit. It's a good beer. It's really good. I'd buy a lot of this in Baltimore. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Really Maybe nice a little beer. toasted oats in there would be real nice, too. Oh, man. <laughs> What's the percent ABV on this? Okay, so this one's just six. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. The one that you added a lot of sugar to, well, it fudge anyway, is the lower alcohol. Yeah, I mean, well, it doesn't have that brown sugar in there. I mean, we could have... I, I get... We could have went nine, and I don't know. We just we kind of wanted to make one that everyone could drink. And you make nine, people get sloppy. Right, I'll drink that. So I mean, you can't have every single beer like that when you're starting off. Yeah, but um, I mean, I I talk like I I can't oversell how crazy people went over this when we were doing it. Like we started <laughs> let you know we started uh, just saying on Twitter, or Facebook, like hey, we're gonna do this, and people were just losing their shit. And um, like at our our release party. There was a solid line of like fifty to one hundred people for three hours. Wow! You know, looking out there, I'm like, for us, yeah, I couldn't believe it. But, it uh, it's not for you. It's for the cookie. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's for the bathroom yeah, behind you. You're, I mean, you're right. You're right. But I that's mean, awesome, though. Full tilt gets to hitch their wagon to it. I mean, normally, um, you know, when we when we sell one batch of a new beer, we'll sell most of it out in like two, three weeks. But this this beer has sold out of the warehouse and then out of the liquor stores in just hours. Like our wow. second batch hits, hit the distributor warehouse. They said it was gone and accounted for in like three or four hours. And then I'll hear stories that, it, you know, your local craft sh- shop will get it. You know, everyone's got it pre-ordered up to like 20 cases. 
and it's gone, you know, within two, three hours, it's, it's out of there. Congratulations. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been quite the boom for us. I I hope that it lives up to the hype. Um, I mean, the more attention you get, the more criticism you get. I mean, it, people right. are like, oh, this could be, you know, this could be sweeter. It may, you know, it doesn't taste exactly like a cookie, but you know, it, no. it's also a beer. Everybody so. has a stupid opinion. <laughs> but Everybody. I- I do totally want to eat a bowl of vanilla ice cream right now as I eat this. Yeah. JP right. pointed out that ha- that's not really different from any other time, right. which I'll right. admit is a good point. Boy, I like this but movie. I could go for some ice cream. <laughs> I don't know. It's, well, you it's really I sure love breathing. You know what I could use? <laughs> hey, hey, Dan, was there anybody in the burger family who was not down with this idea? Like some straight edger or something like that? Straight edger. <laughs> if they were, if they were, they didn't tell us. Right. But, um, mm. I'll say, like, they showed up. They showed up at the release with, um, like, their burger truck parked outside of the place, and they were like throwing T-shirts to people in line and like passing out cookies. The, the cookies are going on the side of the glass as garnish. I mean, it, it was awesome. So <laughs> that is. Awesome. I mean, we, we were on the news like three or four times, to- local news three or four times um, leading up, and the owners came on with us. So, um, I mean, I think it brings notoriety to them. I mean, we're, we're sitting here talking about them right now, so absolutely. You know, get something good out of it there's a few guys in the chat room who went to this release party oh yeah and they said it was crazy that's you, cool. you said it was nuts yeah um so so more to what uh bevo was saying you, you know like the dessert um we, we were downtown yesterday and there was like an eggnog contest with some, some of the bars in, in fell's point <laughs> and um that one big uh craft beer bar max's they did like a they called it kegnog and they did like crushed up burger cookies oh hell beer yeah and eggnog and um that was a big hit and then we went to another place, Alewife, and they did a um, a, hot, a burger cookie hot chocolate with blended up cookies, our beer. Um, they had like Mexican chocolate, uh, rum. I mean, it, it was phenomenal. I don't, I don't even wow. drink hot chocolate, but it was it was like the best thing I've ever tasted. Once again, I want that. <laughs> yeah, I should have sent that in the box, a hot chocolate. Yeah, Bevo's never going to visit sorry. Full Tilt now. <laughs> Unless you have hot chocolate. I'll have to buy two airplane tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the way back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys fly me out there. I'll bring it out there. San, San Fran's a great town. There you go. Well, we're in Martinez, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be careful yeah. what you wish for, Dan. Get off the board, I assume. Yeah, yeah. All right. You know, this is this is a great beer for two reasons. For one, you found a local thing to 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 make use of, and it's a local legend. But you also made a great beer out of it. I mean, the beer's really good. It's it's like a double home run right there. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. I hope it. I hope it keeps us on the up and up, and we're able to do this longer and open up our own spot. And yeah, you know, I can't wait. It's yeah, it's it was a great idea. Yeah. So this one won't be a seasonal. <laughs> this one will be in your regular lineup, or what? Yeah, that's that's yeah. the plan right now. Um, it, it just depends. I mean, back to the contract thing. We so I mean, we don't rule rule or run the schedule. So if they're like, hey, you're only getting three brews this month, you know, that's all we get. So we don't want to just become the burger brewers either. Right. Uh, so, I mean, you know, maybe in the spring or summer, we might have to cut it off to brew some other stuff. But, you know, as soon as we get capacity up, yeah, we we probably make it year round. I mean, you might not drink as much in July or August when it's 100, 100 out here. But, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I think it's a year round beer. I don't know. A whole batch sells out in 20 minutes. I'll become the burger brewers. Yeah, yeah, right. I, yeah I, would, uh, I would go ahead and make it all year round. So. Well, you then they pull the rug that. out from under us and say, you know, we don't want you doing it anymore. We sold it to, you know, right. Sam Adams or something, and now you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. I like so, people um, complained about another it. Another interesting thing with this is um, the, uh, what's it? I'm, I'm trying to, it, the government's like trying to make like a trans fat ban 
like going into 2014. I love that what? idea. What? That doesn't sound like the government I know. Bevo doesn't like that idea. Yeah, they know best for you. <laughs> right. So, so anyway, um, they have they have margarine uh, tr- and uh, trans fats in the fudge. So, um, like, you know, there's some mass hysteria on what's going to happen. Oh, no. Um, you know, I, I guess I worry about the burger guys a little bit, um, but I'm sure they'll adjust, and, and we'll just adjust exactly as they do. Whatever fudge they switch to, that's what we're going to do. I would like my I would like a non GMO burger cookie, please. <laughs> Is a- this free range organic fudge? Because I only <laughs> ate free range organic fudge. Was this produced in a sustainable fashion? <laughs> Is it fair trade? <laughs> it's a fair trade cookie. Oh man. It's a good beer. Who else can we offend right now? <laughs> Let's offend the, the people um- that complained about it. Do the Nobody in the history off? of the world before Dan and Nick had thought of making a burger cookie beer. He invented the beer. He gave the city of Baltimore something that they love but better because it's a beer. And then they go, right. it's not cookie enough. It doesn't taste like a cookie. It could be sweeter. It could be sweeter. <laughs> Fuck you. That's it could be I mean. drier and sweeter. Make your next batch called Fuck You. It could be dweeter. <laughs> I yeah, I, I want to a lot of times when I read some of the uh, you know the reviews, but mo- I mean most of them are good. But right, you know, try to not read that stuff. There's always that guy. It's usually right. JP, by what? the way. <laughs> yeah, how, how many years does it take to read um, somebody saying that you suck before you get over it? Oh, listen, it, it, it takes longer than eight years. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> you actually just have to learn to have like a sick like about it. Like you start to enjoy it. Like, right. you start to enjoy the new ways that people say that you suck. That's yeah, I, I do have, like, a treasure trove of uh, screenshots on my phone of, like, the the worst things people have said about my beer. Yeah. I mean, some of it's hilarious. They're like, if this is, like, the pumpkin beer that you just drank, they're like, if this is the last beer, um, drink water, dump it down the drain. I'm just like, Jesus, what is wrong with you? Yeah. You start to respect the creativity after a little. And the, and the amount of hate that one person can hold. Yeah. But, I mean, most, most of all... You know, the feedback is, is positive, so, it, you know, it's, yeah. it's not like I'm super bitter or anything like that. No, and you know what? You have no reason to be. This beer is really awesome. I think you did. And and kudos to the brewery for, for pulling it off, the, the recipe that you gave them, too. Yeah, th- those guys are great. I mean, they, they know exactly what they're doing. They're, they're well-trained. I mean, we're going to have to hire somebody like that when we get started. I mean, we can we can design recipes, but we're not scientists. But I didn't, you know, I haven't been to school in Germany yet. Uh, right. You know, if I ever get there. <laughs> Just go there to drink. Forget about the school. <laughs> well, you know, you, you can stay in America and, and learn the same thing. It's fine. Do they yeah. put Germany's cookies overrated. in in at the professional brewery? Do they dump a bag of cookies in the boil there? In Weinstein? Well, so I mean, they take they take this like huge plastic bag of fudge and they have like a hell of a time scraping it out. It's I mean, I feel bad for them. They like, they probably hate us, right? But um. So they get that out of there, and then we take some of their reject uh, cookies from the bakery, um, like the basically like the shortbread that just didn't fit the mold or crumbled, and we just dump a bucket of that in there. And I mean, that's the easiest part. I, you know, there's no way I can taste it, but I, I taste, I taste shortbread, and there's no way I can taste that, I right? Taste but it, I taste it. To me, it tastes like toasted oats. Okay, that's why. That's why <laughs> yeah, I brought it up. That. I don't yeah. know why that yeah. is, but. Uh, well, I'm assuming yeah, there's nothing. A in lot it. of people said that we should have just used toasted oats. No, and I'm like, cookie, yeah, dude. but that kind of defeats the purpose. And yeah. also, like these guys wanted us to use their stuff, so we could say, you know, we used, could both say, yeah, we used the actual cookie. Yeah, use the cookie. That's that's a terrible. Yeah. Whoever thought of that idea needs to be hung. How many uh, pounds of cookies do you use per barrel? 
Um, Eight cookies. You're going to make me do some math, but like I said, it's like what do you think? half pound per five gallons. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. Half pound of cookies or half pound of fudge? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. half pound of fudge. A half pound of fudge and two, and and two, two shortbread cookies. cookies. Two cookies. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of... <laughs> Yeah, so um, like on our, on our first batch, um, just the way that the fermenters were set up, and we were like kind of borrowing the bright tank for something else. We had no i we had no idea how much beer we yielded, so we had to like guess on how much vanilla to add. And like when we did the test batches, and we used vanilla, if you use too much, it tastes like vanilla coke, and it's disgusting. It's just yeah, awful. that's scary. So we're like we have to guess low, and so the first batch like came off like a little more of a like a coffee stout you know, than we like. So, you know, that made me nervous. But batch two, we adjusted back to what we were getting. And um, and so I'll, I'll take batch one and batch two to somebody. And literally the only difference is the, a little extra vanilla. And they'll taste batch two and they'll be like, this one tastes more chocolatey. Like I can definitely taste the cookie and I can taste the chocolate more in this. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know what the reason is, but if, if they yeah. think so, then that's good because that's how we made it. Right. Well, keep up the good work. This beer's rad. This is gonna Thank make you. this is gonna make you guys a huge success right here. You're gonna be famous from this. Yes, good. <laughs> make it nine percent next yes. time. Mark yeah. my words. <laughs> Hopefully, it makes us famous enough that someone will give us a huge loan and we'll buy a sweet spot downtown that people will actually want to walk up to, and we're able to quit our jobs and uh, and do what we love. Just make sure you put it next to a spot that already brews beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where do you, when you do a release now? Is it at the at the Raven Brewery? It's wherever I want. Uh, it's a, well, the, the contract brewery is called Peabody Heights, but um, okay. no, no, we don't we don't really do too much there. It's in it's in an okay part of town. Um, <laughs> we don't. I mean, we don't own we don't own it. Like uh, I don't know. They don't seem like they want to deal with it too much. So we do our events at different bars. Like um, the burger release party. Like Admir- we had held it at Admiral's Cup. And they're not too big, but they've kept us on since day one. And ever since we've had two or three beers, they they keep two or three taps on. Nice. So, you know, we offer it to the people that are loyal to us. That's, and, uh, that's the way Yeah, we'll it. just keep bouncing around like that until we have our own spot. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, folks, go check them out. It's Full Tilt Brewing, and you can go to fulltiltbrewing.com, and you can see a list of their beers there. You can find out where to find a, a Full Tilt beer. You can learn all about the company over at fulltiltbrewing.com. Dan, thanks for being on the show with us, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, hey guys, thanks so much for having me. I, I yeah. can't say enough. I, I was like shocked when you guys wanted to talk to me because I still listen to learn things. But um, it's an awesome opportunity, and I hope you know I shared some something about going from home brewing to pro that uh, people want to hear. Absolutely, you've got a great story, and I wish you nothing but luck. All the beer we had tonight was was really good, Nick. So mm-hmm. you guys are going to be fine. This or is Dan. Sorry, really good. That's okay, it's good stuff. So keep it up, man. Thanks a lot, guys. And tell Nick not to you know, burn down that plant or anything. Like, he's, not, <laughs> he's not sleeping at all. He's brewing all the time. And he's showing up to work all red-eyed. Oh, yeah. Baltimore is going to... Yeah, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> all right, keep up the good work, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. There uh, you go. You can also go uh, underneath our live stream page, underneath oh, yeah. our live stream feed. There's a bunch of uh, photos from their home brewing days, so check those out, too. All up on the live stream page. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we've got some beer news to do. i got feedback to do. We've got another Home Brewer of the Week segment, so you get to meet some of your BN Army folks. And a happy hour brewing disaster. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. New items include the Big Oxygen Kit for economical wart aeration using common welding oxygen tanks and the Unistat line of external thermostats for easy control of both electric heaters and refrigerators. In addition, they've just mashed their new oatmeal stout malt extract so you can make those tasty winter oatmeal stouts and porters without mashing. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Downtown Joe's, where everyone is welcome, especially if you like drinking and tasting beer. Head brewer Colin Kamensky's favorite beers are the Tantric IPA and the Double Secret Probation IPA. But you'll have loads of others to choose from when you redeem your exclusive Brewing Network savings. Downtown Joe's is the best brewery destination and the hottest night spot in Napa. Colin invites all homebrewers and fans of craft beer to stop by and enjoy the great food and beer. Whether you're in the mood for riverside dining, live music, or just hanging out at the bar to meet a person of the opposite sex or a person of the same sex, Downtown Joe's has exactly what you're looking for. And now just mention the Brewing Network to receive a dollar off your beer at Downtown Joe's. That's right, take a dollar off every one of their great selection of craft beers, including the Lazy Summer Wheat, Golden Thistle Porter, and the Triple Dog Dare You. Come to Downtown Joe's and enjoy the laid-back atmosphere of Napa's best brew pub. Visit downtownjoes.com right now for current beers, the live music schedule, or to drool over their delicious menu items. Downtown Joe's, your neighborhood brew pub where everyone is welcome. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> hey, dude, I think there's... Uh, <laughs> What's wrong? You don't look so good. There's, <laughs> there's something wrong with your beer. It's making everyone sick. <laughs> don't let your beer make your loved ones ill. Proper cleaning and sanitation is the key to avoiding puke on your shoes. But I used an all-in-one. Cleaning and sanitizing cannot be done in a one-step process. No cleaner can sanitize and no sanitizer can clean. The amazing chemists at Five Star Chemicals have your solution. Clean with BBW and sanitize with Star Sand. Fantastic! Your friends and loved ones will thank you. Five Star products are available at fine homebrew shops near you and online. Put your best beer forward with Five Star Chemicals. Your one stop for the cleanest two-step solution. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Lohr. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My doctor, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha <laughs> Yes, J.P. Lohr, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. 
When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Brewers, anyone can resell homebrew equipment and recipe clone kits. Get original at Adventures in Homebrewing. Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipe kits that you'll love. Home of the Serial Killer Grain Mill, 220,000 BTU propane burners, custom stainless steel false bottoms, as well as custom-built brew stands and systems. These are just some of the items Adventures in Homebrewing designs and manufactures in-house. And the brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing keep designing, too. Original extract and all-grain recipe kits that are tried and tested and proven to be of the best quality. Most popular are the Blueberry Tangerine Porter, the Nor'easter Cranberry Fest, and the Peanut Butter Conspiracy Stout. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing's original recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And don't forget to use the coupon code BIG10 when you place your order to save 10%. That's coupon code BIG10, B-I-G-T-E-N. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org right now and get original today. Homebrewing.org. Join the adventure. Mix me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. I drank too much yesterday. Welcome to the show. I went to the Faction uh, Brewing Company friends and family opening party. Plan, yes. How was it? A party has never had a longer name. And I thought I was all right until this morning. And then I was like, wow, I'm pretty sure you were drunk yesterday. I think I was training people about how to work efficiently by the end of the night. I was, it was, I got, I what was, a douche. I was drunk. Yeah. Have you ever read the four hour work week? <laughs> yeah. This will like, blow your fucking mind. Check this out. You only work four hours <laughs> in a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tasty, you went to that party. Are you hungover? Or is it just uh, me? No, no. I, I, I moderate. Uh, You're a professional. Yes, I'm a professional. I, th- I thought that it was a good idea to finish the night at the Trappist. You know, like for a sour beer. Of course. Here's four, the final final. Four. Right. We ended up having four. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have gone there. I went to this dive bar and heard this head-banging group. Uh, it's <laughs> a bit mosh pit. I was like... Are they called brain oil? I was yeah. bounce all over the place. <laughs> oh, yeah. Casey doesn't bounce that well. Yeah. Did you go to a bar in Alameda? No, in Oakland. In uh, Oakland. Uh, nice. Merchants. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hungover. 
Real yeah, they were called Muse. It was hardcore <laughs> rock. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah All right. Uh, if you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom. And I am. Go to adamandeve.com right now. And for a limited time only, if you use coupon code BNARMY, that's B-N-A-R-M-Y, you can get uh, 50% off just about any one item. Um, you can get free shipping. You get three free adult DVDs from genres such as... Anal. Busty. Lesbian. Co-ed. Co-ed. Toad? Toad. Oh. Yeah, Toad is the new one. Co-ed. You lick the toad. Yeah, and you do. Trip out. <laughs> and you think you had sex, but you really didn't. Oh, that sounds terrible. Is that what the kids are calling it? Lick the toad? <laughs> Just lick the toad, baby. What? It's all, uh, it's all bumpy and greasy. <laughs> Like the toad. Oh, stop. Co-ed. What is co-ed? It's, I think it's like college girls. It is. You know, it's like, oh, it is. I've ordered four times. Every yes. time I pick, she has nine, 12 <laughs> co-ed DVDs. And 20 uh, volumes to go. Use coupon code BNARMY and you get free shipping. Oh, there's also that gift in there that we can't talk about. You get a free gift, uh, yeah, free shipping, three free it. adult DVDs, 50% off any one item. Coupon code BNARMY. What better gift to give at Christmas than a two-sided dildo. No better gift. What my dad always used to say. I think Schumann gave me one of those ones. Yeah. Maybe it was you, Justin. I no, don't remember. I, I think it was a long black. I don't think it was two-sided. It was it double-sided. Was, no, it was two-sided. It was? It oh, was no. long black and double-sided. It was no. big black and double-sided. I think... So when Good. we moved out of the Pacheco house... <laughs> There were so many dildos around, it was ridiculous. Because for some reason, it was like the gift to give us. People yeah, would come back from Bali yeah. with a with like a wooden penis beer opener. Yeah, and apparently true. it was the gift to give me. Yes. Well. I think I threw away 20 dildos when we moved out of the... And I still have 10. Hey, reduce, so. reuse, recycle. I should have put them in the goodwill bag of all the other oh. stuff that we gave away. Yeah. Imagine if you drop it off a bag of... You know, shirts and pants, and a, there's a big rubber dildo in there. Uh, I think there's silicone. The dude's like, I'll just keep this one. Yeah. <laughs> this goes on the private shelf. Uh, anyway, adamandeve.com. Go check it out. I think I have to do some feedback. I think you must insist on must on must. <clears throat> we got to do our uh, homebrewer of the week spotlight tonight, too. But let's do feedback first. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. Feedback's brought to you today by Keystone Homebrew Supply. Go check them out over at Keystone. They're good friends of ours and good supporters of the show, and we love them, and you should love them too. Keystone, check them out. All right, Matt writes in, uh, greetings. First of all, you guys are studs. Thank you. Mm. That being said, I have to tell you uh, that I recommend your podcast to my beer-loving sister-in-law. I asked her what she thought, and she replied, Great info when they finally quit screwing around. I think the BN's combo of shenanigans and info is underappreciated art form. I agree. I guess you can't win them all. Keep on. I'll keep working on her. Keep up the kick-ass work from Matt. Kick-ass work. Yeah. I wonder how many women listen in total. Three. And a half, maybe. Two of them are in the studio right now. (laughs) I guess I would say under 50. I would say under 50. Is like, it, like, 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 intentionally listening. Not you're in the car. Yeah, your yeah. husband's playing it, right? But you I, actually fifty's a big number. Yeah. Is it because we're assholes? Ah, uh, that it's that low. I don't consider us assholes, though. I just Shut consider up. us vulgar. <laughs> That's naive. Yeah. <laughs> and so are you. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Probably because we're we're uh, the vulgarity level because we 
How come women can't be vulgar? Well, well, I think it's... Because well, of the gender wars. I feel that... Shut up. I feel that... Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Women can be just as vulgar, clearly. Okay, so why is it that women don't like us? Even? It's kind of a boys club. Oh. Do, 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 NHC. Do, 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 do. How many yeah. women are at NHC? They, but it grows every year. The right, more that's more. true. Yeah, it's the nature of the hobby too. I mean, there's way more male brewers than women brewers. That's what I yeah. meant just, about yeah. the boys' club. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. Didn't yeah, no, I, I get club. all that, but but even less of the women that are in home brewing. Like the ratio isn't consistent with how many listen to the program. I don't. Is think. that true? What would you say the ratio is in home brewing women to men? Uh, oh, there is one woman 10. woman for every 200 men. 200 to 1? And you really? think we're worse than that? Yeah. <laughs> I think we're about 1,000 to 1. No, I would say there's there's one woman to every... Like now, I'd probably say 50 to 75 men. Hmm. In homebrewing or listener? In homebrewing. To every woman? In, in, uh, at NHC. I guess I was specifically talking at about NHC. NHC. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I mean, offended. I think it's chauvinist that women don't like us. Uh, well, well, it's it's they it have a, a gender war on a us. A lot to do with the fact that you guys are ass clowns. <laughs> but I think nice. it's because we talk well, about what do you rate, mean? I'm that like same ass clown culture. normally. Like, yeah. A lot of people like me, but they don't. <laughs> right? What? How did this get turned I'm around no, to I'm be no different in real life than I am here. Right. Yeah. I have a lot of friends. And women they, like you. Yeah, my vul- whatever my vulgarity level is. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's true. I have women friends. No, you don't. Yeah. Some of my best friends are women. They I don't, don't count. They I send, eat they with send, them. They send me their videos. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you pay for them and then they send them to yeah. you? Yeah. I definitely don't think it's the vulgarity. I mean, you know, Sarah Silverman has a lot of females that like her and her whole, she's not funny, she's only vulgar. Right. And I love that. Yeah. And we're both. Aren't you? Yeah. Don't, right. you don't you have to think she's funny because you're a Jew? Oh, I mean, yeah, she's great. She's hilarious. I thought, because it's like you're on the same team. Do you hear her latest monologue about latkes? It was gold. It was really good. <laughs> just like the color of those latkes. <laughs> there you go. I think it's just because we're assholes. That's what I think it is. Are we assholes, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. That could be. All right, Kevin writes in, uh, I have to say the session is great and keeps my sanity through my mundane job. Uh, in looking for more great radio, I started listening to Lunch Meat. Yeah. Uh, I started with a show where you were talking about the Natural Harvest book. Remember that? No. It was it's a book about how to harvest your own body. Like bodily fluids and like cheeses and make cheese from your own semen and Oh really? Breast milk and stuff, yeah. Why it's would really we gross. talk about that? No wonder women don't listen to this it was, show. Well it was on lunch meat. It was in the news. Oh. Did he say he found lunch meat while he was searching for great radio? <laughs> for no. Uh, no. More great radio. More great radio. <laughs> wow. All right. He wanted us to know that the book has gained a half a star and is now a four star book. Yes. So all right, thanks, Kevin. Oh, natural harvest. <laughs> Spam of the week in our feedback. This one's kind of long and moderately depressing. Yeah. Gen- Jennifer Amina writes in, Good day. She writes in. With tears rolling down my eyes and with total submission to the will of God Allah, I choose this means to communicate you because I'm sure I will get in contact with the right person that will be honest to me. Oh, sweetheart, you have come to the right place. Yeah, the shotgun approach usually works in looking for honesty. My name is Jennifer Amina. I am 22 years old girl, and I am from Damascus, Syria. I'm studying nursing in the University of Damascus before the war broke out. The war in my country, Syria, has taken many lives, blah, blah, blah. There's trouble over there now in the Middle East? (laughs) Actually, I edited out, but she she provided several links so you can be (laughs) aware and and get the history of the the Syrian uh, war. Who knew that people aren't getting along? It's weird. She said she's a refugee, like a homeless refugee now. It's so sad that one afternoon... (laughs) 
Wait. It's so sad that one afternoon I came home and see my father's home destroyed by bomb by the rebels. And my family were inside. <laughs> this is why women don't listen. My family was inside the house. <laughs> Stop loving. No, the funny part is she puts the house first. I came home and saw my dad's house destroyed and also, and also my family, family was inside it. It's like secondary. Like, yeah, right. but I love that house. <laughs> oh, but I love my family too. Yeah, that's worth. Well, it was yeah. a craftsman style. It was original. Uh, yeah, yeah, really good. How are you gonna replace that? Since all my uh-huh. family members has died in war, I see no reason to live and enjoy my life again. Fair yeah, enough. Good. <laughs> good. You're done. I don't know what the why, rest why, is. Why is she writing us though? Because what's, what's here's the kicker. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've discovered that my father has deposited some money oh. in a bank in London uh-huh. and used me as the next of kin. That's a coincidence. Like, how did he know that the whole family, except for her, right. was going to be blown up in the house? <laughs> Lovely home. I've been looking for a way to receive the fund from the bank in London due to my current situation. I contacted you. <laughs> my current you. situation being I have no money. <laughs> or family. Yeah. Or, or home. home. I contacted you to help me and sponsor me to receive two million Great British Pounds sterling, which my father deposited with a bank in London, United Kingdom. And the bank has sent me an email yesterday that I should show up and claim the money. You will receive the money with your bank account, and then you will take 4025 of the money. That's 40 slash 25 of right. the money for helping me. Then you advise me on how to invest the remaining 6025 in your country, because the money will be in your bank account after all. Please help me to receive this money, and I will come to your country and live with you. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm homeless now, and I managed to get access to the internet. My phone, uh, there's no phones here. I am in pains. All of them. Please, I need your urgent help. <laughs> with love, Jennifer. Yeah, I'll come live with you, random stranger online. You know, in, in pain all the time. <laughs> all of her pains. pains. What an annoying roommate that would be. (laughs) Yeah. Has all the pains. She's always sending emails. All right. Can I get on your computer? I know you don't have one because your diet's died. Okay. I get get it. it. Here, use it. Everybody's dead. Fine. (laughs) All of my pains. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. All right. Tootmaster2000 writes in. Oh, you don't want to give out her email in case someone wants to contact her? Oh, uh, I don't have it. Oh, shit. No. Just look up Jennifer Amina. I'm sure you'll find her. All right. Tootmaster2000 writes in, uh, Hey, everyone, thanks for all you do. I'll spare you all the bullshit and thank yous. Here's a few things I heard you talk about in past shows that I think you should do in upcoming episodes. The beer playoffs. From uh, I think this is from the Brewcaster Challenge. He says we should do um, the Brewcaster Challenge in Final Four style. All right. Bring back the meat, he says. Yeah. And finally, I had some other ideas, but they escape me currently. (laughs) My name is Jennifer Amina. So I'm going to send the email anyway and not try to just save it in hopes that I understand what I'm doing. Yeah. Anyway, Hellbelch writes in, uh, I would like to announce that I've officially crammed all 342 episodes of the session inside of me. And it felt oddly good when I finished. Finally, I'll be listening live and participating in the chat. Uh, I would like to thank... Jade and Roberto from Hop Tech and the Home Wine, Beer, and Cheese Making Shop 
um, and the Malthouse Falcons for introducing me to the show last year. I've been hooked ever since. Great. And Eric writes in, uh, hello, beer dudes. I've seen a couple one-vessel all-grain brewing devices. No transferring, just brew all steps in the one vessel. What are the pluses and minuses of this type of brewing? Most of these systems are electric. What are the benefits and drawbacks of electric? Keep up the good work from Eric. So that's like the Braumeister system uh-huh. that more beer has, right? Yeah, that's correct. Well, the benefits are that it's all in one system. It's all in one system. And that there is... Um, no transferring. Just brew all steps in one vessel. That's correct. So that's a benefit. <laughs> How did you know that? I don't just think it's a benefit. Uh, the drawback is you're you're kind of capped on your gravity because there's no sparge. There's no sparging, so you're leaving a lot of liquor in your in your grain that you know has your sugars. So you can add some DME and, and kind of bump up your gravity that way, but um, you know you're kind of limited in, in capacity also. All right. Tasty, <clears throat> any other drawbacks? Well, uh, essentially it's brewing the bag as well, right? That's the same... Same concept, I th- right? I, I I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's just a, oh, okay. You're it's saying, a metal bag. Just a, yeah, it's, yeah. The brewmaster is a metal bag, and this yeah. is just a real bag. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's I've heard not from people who use them, the like the brewmaster. Yeah. I have never heard a bad thing about them. People love them. No, it's just a fantastic- for their ease of and the beer comes out great. And I love it. I think it's I think it's rad. It's a really nice system. It's just like I said. The only drawback for me was you're limited. Right. You're absolutely limited in, in, in the gravity that you can But aren't have. you limited anyway? Like, I'm limited in how much grain I could put in mine. And how much grain, but you can but you can make up with that in ex, with extracts. Um, so oh. I think you can go, you can do a barley wine like on yours, and I don't know... You could add if extracts to the one vessel. It seems like once you pull... Don't you pull the, the grains yeah, out? You, you pull the grains out, but the one that I used, I, I think it was the 50 liter, the 40 liter, and oh. so you only have a certain amount of grain, so I think the max you can go is like a 1055, mm. and it, you would have to be adding a lot of extract. It's seven points, seven gravity points per pound of extract per gallon of water, so I see. You're, you're not adding that much... You know, you would have to add several pounds of extract, um, and maybe you can get 1080. I don't know. I see. So the, the system has a limited grain capacity. Yeah. yeah. And because of the la- uh, lower efficiency, maybe, because mm-hmm. you don't get all the extract, you're going to hit that more often yeah. for a smaller beer. Yeah. If you had a sparge system, you would, you technically would. you could still make a bigger beer because you could sparge. And- yes, sir. Right. Yeah, gotcha. absolutely right. Get those sugars out of the grain. What about the benefits and or drawbacks of electric? Because most of these systems, he's right, seems like the Browmaster's electric, right? Uh-huh. Browmeister. Yeah. Browmeister. Uh, I think people also who use electric seem to love it also. No, I don't yeah. Think, yeah, they, people like it. It's grand. Why not? Heat's heat. You don't have to go out and fill up the propane yeah. in the propane, middle of your brew day because you didn't plan ahead and then you ran yeah. out in the, right in the middle of your boil and then you have to go. Not that I've ever done that, but <laughs> I've, I've heard about it where you have to go get your propane tank. That's terrible. In the middle, yeah. The Browmaster's rad because it, it has a, a pump self-contained in it. And you have a digital readout that you can do up to five step mashes. Oh, really? Yeah. So you put your 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 water and it gets it up to eighty eight or whatever the first step is. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, and then it'll hold it there. It'll do its own rest, and then it'll light the element or you know uh, switch on the element and recirculate your wort until it gets to the next step. And then it'll, you can program it's completely program five steps. That's excellent. It's insane. Yeah, I want one of those. They're pretty cool, man. Two twenty, I think. Just Unplug your dryer, throw it in. Oh, that's yeah. You don't just plug it into the regular. No, it's two forty. I think it's two forty. Um, they're, they're kind of pricey though, aren't they? They're super pricey, but they're they're awesome. Like, what are we looking at? Ten grand? Uh, I don't know how much they are. I think they're like five grand actually. Yeah, which is that's a lot of money, but you can sell your system and uh, half of your arm. What do you think I could get for mine? Your system right now? 
Uh, what, you have electric? No. Oh, you have Jamil's old one, I right? I have Jamil's. Oh, it, uh, you probably get more in scrap. What? Yeah. It, it has a lot of history. Chad br- has brewed on it. Yeah, but not many people are going to care. BN people will care. BN? Jennifer Amina will care. I bet if I write back to her. BN people will care. I'm thinking of just the random guy on Craigslist. Um, you oh. could probably get 500 bucks for it. That's it? Yeah. It is worth more in scrap. Yeah. It's a heck of a system. It's a cool system. Try selling it. I don't want to sell it. Well, then don't sell it. I'm just curious. I might want to sell it. We're opening a bar, you know, <laughs> which means we're going to be broke in about four months. Right. So I might need I mean, I'll wait to sell it then, Tasty. We can auction it off. Save the hop grenade. <laughs> you're already thinking about how to save it yeah that's good this is this is awesome i yeah. can't wait for this i'm planning the party we're opening like beginning of april on april 17th we're having a save the hop grenade party <laughs> yeah. I've, I've already got the flyers printed out you know that's such a good business model are you looking for investors because i have a little bit of money saving away i could you know no, that was part of my pitch i was like <laughs> no guys but don't worry because if it doesn't work out, I've already made these save the hop grenade flyers. Look at this. <laughs> Can you imagine that's your investor pitch? <laughs> like that's part of your business plan going to the bank? Yeah. And then in six, well, this, I don't really see how this, well, in six months, we're going to have a save the, the hop grenade. It worked for Ferris. Yeah. They were like, well, what, what, what's the backup? No. What if it fails? The and then I pull out the flyer and I go, <laughs> save the hop grenade. Yeah. Got you covered. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Beat you. Yeah. We can easily raise enough money to close up the store that day they won't even know where to sign they'll be so excited that's right it's all going to be candlelight by the way at the hop grenade we're just bring your own candle yeah we're not cutting corners we're just environmentally conscious we figure if we're we're a little more off the grid that way yeah we're green and sustainable yeah yeah you know the climate change folks they've said the next 30 years we're in for the most intense tornado weather in the history of the world in california in the world. Okay. So this is what we're already kind of yeah. trying to eliminate that. So we're going to be all 30 candlelight. Years. Yeah. Um, don't mind the Honda generator that's in the <laughs> middle of the room. That's just to run the computers. <laughs> but it's highly efficient. It's, it is. They're, they're really good. Yeah. Any other ways we're going to save uh, cut corners, Moscow? Uh, yeah, three-quarter pours, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. There'll be no seating in, yeah. the, in the hop grenades. We'll get those pine glasses with the thick bottoms that really only hold <laughs> yeah, 12 ounces. Heels. <laughs> thick yeah. heels. Yeah, but we'll we'll tell you that it's sick. We prove it. Sixteen ounces. We'll just sell everything in centiliters, right? And give you really six ounces, but we'll say a hundred nine centiliters in a tulip glass, and you know, and then we'll charge you twelve bucks for it. Yeah. Oh, that model's already in place. Sorry, yeah, it's already in place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Do we have to have like a mug club or whatever stupid? No, thing those are stupid. Does? We should have some sort of founders club, though. No, no, like no, no don't make two classes citizens. That's bad for a bar. Is it? Yeah, one class. What about like the mm. BN Army though? Like our people, like like the AHA. Gets oh, if you a come discount. in with the BN Army card, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, if that, like donator, for our people, if you're a donator. Oh yeah, yeah, you're in. So we have to do that. I was yeah. thinking, uh, you know, there's that moose I think we lodge. Charge them extra. There's that Maybe. moose lodge up the road here that's for sale. That building's been for sale forever, and they have a card scanner. Oh, on the door. I think that'd be kind of cool. Like yeah. have a card. You can come in like an hour early on on certain days, and you have to like scan yourself in. I think it might be kind of cool. That's a good idea. But it or like a finger, different. like a you know that the iPhone fingerprint thing can like it'll sense your wiener. Like you can make your wiener the print. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you look online at all the different things people have tried to make like to pass, and by people he means himself. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you and by t- online he means the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be rad if we had a, if we had a, a wiener imprint? And Bevo That's could be the gay. door. I'm sorry, sir. You have to lay Ooh. your hog on this iPad here. <laughs> yeah. 
That's not you. Can Can't. we have can we have boner chicken night? At, you know, not on the same night as grenade night. But <laughs> no, it needs to be on the same night. As grenade same night. night. Yeah, I dare you to get a boner at grenade night. <laughs> oh. No. Okay. Setting the new world record for boner chicken. Oh. All right, Bevo. I gotta call this dude. Who are we calling? You want you want to do news first, or what do you want to do? Oh yeah, let's do beer news. Let's well, do that. Roll the song. I don't have a song. Oh. Uh, beer news is brought to you today by craftbeer.com. You can go over to craftbeer.com right now. Celebrating everything. Oh, I should get the slogan right, shouldn't I? It would probably wow. fit with our um, company culture if you didn't. I have boner chicken stuck in my head now. Yeah, it's better there You lose boner chicken. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American craft beer. Go. There's a style finder. There's a brewery finder. There's food and beer education over there. Go check them out at craftbeer.com. What's in the news? Last week marked the 80th anniversary of the end of Prohibition. It was all over the uh, the Google News and stuff, so I'm sure you guys saw. Uh, December 5, 1933. Uh, was the day, and uh, you know, had it not been for the beloved Twenty uh, First Amendment, there would be none of this. The beer news, there'd be no BN, and you know, that's reason enough to celebrate, just uh, in and of itself. But before you celebrate too much, uh, let me bring to your attention uh, a contemporary example of humanity's ongoing problem with totalitarian prohibitionist impulses. Right, Islamist police forces <laughs> yelling "Allahu Akbar" destroyed two hundred and forty thousand bottles of beer with earth-moving machinery last week as part of a widening crackdown on hooch in Nigeria. Mm. Alcohol is, of course, banned under Sharia law, which was imposed upon Nigeria in two thousand one. At this public destruction of beer event last week, the head of the religious police board warned that his officers will put an end to alcohol consumption. Bars in Sabongari, which is in northern Nigeria, were the target of multiple bombings in July oh. that killed 24 people. Uh, they were carrying out, uh, carried out by uh, Islamic terrorists who charged uh, authorities with not properly applying Sharia law. Mm, but what a way to go. Right there at the bar. <laughs> Fuck it. So here we are, back in uh, 1929. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to live anyway, would you? I would drink until somebody shot me. Because why? who wants to live in that environment? Right. A lot of people. Well, it's funny because you say, you know, prohibition is, is, you know, it's it's illegal now. Not legal, but uh, not legal anymore. It's not a a federal law, but there's still plenty of counties and states that enforce it. Right. Dry counties all over the place. So are we really free? Yeah, and and large swaths of humanity still are way down with the, you know, prohibit this and prohibit that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. good times. All yeah. right, well, but anyway, here in the States, uh, we, we've been... Uh, I feel like going over to an Edgar Allan Poe bar now and just hanging out for the evening. <laughs> Drinking absinthe and smoking uh, hash and just hanging out. I... But writing really well. That's the, the third part that yeah. you would need to do. All right, go ahead. Mark. All right, more along totalitarianist lines. An unopened <laughs> bottle of beer recovered from the wreckage of the Hindenburg is up for auction. Again, uh, it is a lager brewed by Lowenbrow. It was bottled in 1937. Uh, the last time this very bottle was up for auction in 2009, it sold for anyone want to guess? Uh, eighty bucks. Eighteen thousand dollars. It's from the Hindenburg. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> The bottle is on sale alongside other Hindenburg items at the Wallace and Wallace Auctioneers in East Sussex. It is claimed that the beer was one from a six-pack salvaged by a fireman at the scene. He kept one for Bullshit. himself and shared the other five with friends. The story goes. Uh, the bottle has some light fire damage, but you know it could still be good. Come on, 
nobody else thinks this is bullshit. Uh-uh. Is there a way to verify that this bottle came out of the Hindenburg? That's a good question. Is there like a certificate of authenticity that it comes with? Yeah. They, they, uh, and just like signed, even the signed story, by Bismarck. like oh, it was found by a firefighter who shared five of them with his friends, but only but kept one. There are stories. Uh, there has there there are things that have been salvaged from there, and and from the Hindenburg, there were actually twelve cases of Lowenbrow. Oh yeah. Uh, so it, it it's possible. There's no way to know. Right. Um, I actually ran across that story too, and I looked more into it because I think it's fun. If I was loaded, I'd go to the auction and I would buy it. And then, right, right when I walk up to pick it up, I'd just crack it open and drink it, <laughs> like, just it. casually. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, the hops have dropped out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little skunky, but really good. <laughs> sure was thirsty. All right, another one. Uh, a listener sent this one to me with the subject line: "Speaking of rate culture." Oh yeah. <laughs> So it is a new story. The owners of a craft brewery in Quebec, Canada, called Le Corsair, are reeling after several of the names of their seasonal beers drew flack from liberal activist groups. Some of the controversial branding includes The Hooker and yeah. La, La Tite Puit, which, yeah. which means The Little Slut. Oh. On its menu, Le Corsair describes La Tite Puit as, quote, an easy girlfriend, light and fruity. <laughs> That's how I describe Sam. <laughs> Another one called Visieux is descri- I think is described uh, as quote an orgy in your mouth. <laughs> wow. Vivo, stop clapping. That uh, uh, and, and yet, sounds gross. Yet sounds another uh, yeah. called the parrot has a label depicting a nude woman in a birdcage. It's a uh, good label. Yeah, I kept the showed the picture there uh, for you guys. It's a good looking label. She has a bubble butt. The head of the uh, Quebec Council on the Status of Women oh. named Julie. <laughs> uh, what do they do all day? Uh, yep. They find ways to take There are offense. still women. They eat yeah. bonbons. And, what is the status of women? Um, still there. <laughs> yeah, they, w- what they do is they spread, they windex the glass ceiling. Okay? <laughs> I see. All right. Her so. name is uh, Julie, some hyphenated last name, said the names are unacceptable. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, she said, uh, this is her quote, the name Le Titipuit disgusts me. Yeah. Prostitution exploits women. There isn't a lot of choice involved. There is a lot of exploitation, a lot of violence. It is not something we should be laughing about. Why so. does the little slut have to be a prostitute? Why can't she just be a slut? Uh, well, right. there's one called the hooker. Oh. There's another one called the hooker. So oh, I that is probably what she's referencing. Now, in, in typical spineless backpedal fashion, the owners of La Corsaire said, oh, we never meant to insult women and that they'd be more careful when choosing names in the future. They said they chose the Wait name La Tita Puit because that beer did not take much time to make and it has a more commercial taste. Well, I call bullshit. Like a slut. What is the... Right. Yeah, what's the... I don't understand. First of all, we didn't mean to offend anybody. We'll be more careful in the future. You mean you won't be completely deliberately naming your beers after hookers and whores? Right. That's weird. It's a weird response. We'll be more careful. Instead, we'll call it like the little polite slut. <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking weird answer. Blobber's saying that, that put means hooker. <clears throat> ah. Oh, okay. So and that, so that, 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 that makes her that quote put make a little, mean, ah, a little more So sense. it's not the little slut. It's the little hooker. Yeah. Okay. All right. The uh, the article I pulled it from Same made thing. it sound like there was two different yeah. beers, the Don't hooker and Latita Put. But yeah. in any case, now the co-owner who did most of the naming, presumably, is a chick, Julie Gagnon. A woman. I'm sorry, a, a broad. And she said she didn't <laughs> expect their attempt at humor to raise such an outcry. She said they never intended to demean women or promote violence. Well, because yeah, so nobody sorry. does. I, who does not think hooker's funny? I'm so sorry. <laughs> now I eat the Quebec pizza. So the, the woman who named them, is her last name hyphenated? <laughs> nope. No, that's why not. she's not a raging bitch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, and she, does, she doesn't have short hair either like the other one. There you go. Does. Wow. 
Well, right. I like their labels. I hope they don't change their labels. Yeah, of course they will. They will. I don't know. Does everything have to be demeaning? Can it just be funny sometimes? It can never be funny. If, 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 to some. Yeah. Right. See, exactly. This is not a man-woman thing. It's... Right? Because... Evo doesn't have a problem. Why is that? She's a lady. No, I think it's funny. I'm a lady. Yeah, She's a broad. <laughs> She's also hey. half a lesbian. It's a lady. Not half a lesbian. Three quarters, at least. Get it right, dick. All right. All right, one more. This is uh, another one kind of German. German brewers want their famed beer purity laws to be given an official seal of approval as world heritage. <laughs> of course they do. The German Brewers Federation said it has applied to UNESCO, which is the United Nations Cultural Agency, to have the Reinheitsgebot officially recognized as a piece of the world's intangible heritage. Hmm. The purity laws date back to 1516, of course, and they don't allow anything but water, barley malt, hops, and yeast for brewing. Now, if it wins a place on the UNESCO list, the purity law will find itself in diverse company that includes the Argentine Tango, oh. the Spanish Flamenco, the French Gastronomic Meal, and Turkey's Kirkpinar Oil Wrestling Festival. <laughs> Why would they even petition for this? Like, really? Who cares? It's whatever's so important to things. you, apparently, is what it is. Like, whatever creepy cultural thing that you have to share with the world yeah. and infect the world with, like Turkish oil wrestling. We need to be there with Oil Wrestling Festival! <laughs> Who yeah. let the Germans in? Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. I don't know. <laughs> and why would and why would UNESCO say no? Like on what grounds? Uh, it, I'd like to know the criteria of becoming a world cultural. I don't think there are any. You know, <laughs> apparently with the oil wrestling, I'd like to go to the festival. What do you think that's like? Uh, well, it, uh, hairy men uh, wrestling in oil. Can we have oil wrestling night at the Hop Grenade? No. It demeans women. <laughs> it can no, be it would be gross. Whether women yeah. or men, we have a patio. We can do it outside. Let's be I mean, okay. Okay, outside is it. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, see, we, it didn't take much <laughs> convincing. There's yeah, all right. Yeah, it's fine. I'm sure there's no nothing in the health code that says we can't have nah. Turkish oil wrestling. Just in our use patio. like just food oil. Yeah, well, use the UN as an example. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> we're celebrating a world culture. We're trying to, you know, yeah, yeah. Talk to the Norwegians, man. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. don't be racist. I think it's the Turks. Yeah. If we use olive oil, it's fine, right? Turks are jerks anyway. All right. Is there that it? Yeah, that's the news brought to you by our friends at craftbeer.com. All right. Wonderful. Should we do homebrew of the week or should we take a break first? I, ha- I kind of have to pee. Yeah, let's take a break. Yeah. All right. Let me load up our, this our last break. I've had to pee for about 45 minutes now. Yeah. yeah we'll come back and we'll do uh, uh, homebrew of the week and then we'll do a little brewing disaster. You know what's going to suck at the new place is that I have to walk through like a crowd of oh. people at the breaks to go take a piss now. We should have a, a tube that you can, like a glory hole, where you, where you can just lean up against and then it'll go right to the sewer. That's I vaguely recall reading something a couple years ago in Sports Illustrated, and Good. it was like a fanny pack that men wore, but oh. your junk was attached to it so yeah. that you could just pee, but it collected. and It was almost like a catheter bag. Oh. You would just be I... sitting at your desk peeing, but it wouldn't be on your skin. It would just... There's, go into the bag. Yeah, I have to lift my junk up to my waist. No, I've, no. I've, I've seen something similar. It's like a condom. You roll it on like a with condom. With a tube at the end, and it runs down your leg, and it collects like near your ankle, like in a bag. Near right, your ankle. right. Yeah, an external catheter. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And then do I just leave it on the desk with our dirty glassware at the end of the show for yes. the staff to, to clean up? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think that's what you do. I would take some creepy pleasure in that. Yes. <laughs> you freak. <laughs> Yeah, clean that glass to me back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that should be in you the employee bitch. handbook. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's right. Wash your hands. 
Oh, sorry. Was yeah. I too? You're trailing Sugar Valley there. I thought we had gone to break already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <It's- laughs> See, we're in a- this is the point in the show where you have to turn the speakers off in the bar. Oh, sure. It's the session. We'll be right back. Should have happened a while ago. <laughs> You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and brewing brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymer G Magazine and E. Zymergy for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. What 
does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events, recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders, and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hi, this is John from Grain and Grape. We've been supplying brewers in Australia for over 20 years and for all that time we've been working to offer the best products and service around, including free fortnightly all-grain brewing demos, 90 varieties of malted grain from Belgium, Germany, the US, Britain and Australia, equipment from Browmeisters, kegerators, beer engines from Crown Urns to the humble brew in a bag bag. Heaps of hops, Y yeast liquid and fermenters and Danstar dried yeast cultures. Fresh wort kits made on the 500 litre Browmeister right here in the warehouse. We also sponsor and support brewing clubs and comps, the Australian National Home Brewing Conference, Aussie Home Brewer Forum and heaps more. Mostly though, 100 years of brewing experience means that we can give you the best advice on your next recipe, your new system or that brewing problem that needs a solution. Mention the Brewing Network next time you order online or by phone to receive half-price shipping. Check out grainandgrape.com.au for conditions. One of the last things many brewers try to master is the ingredient that makes up most of their beer, water. Brewers Publications is pleased to announce Water, a comprehensive guide for brewers of all levels by how-to-brew author John Palmer and professional brewer Colin Kaminsky. Hi, I'm John Palmer. This book is the result of many years of asking the tough questions about water to professional brewers and brewing scientists, and we are very pleased with how it turned out. It's the first book that is solely about water treatment throughout the brewing process. The book is intended for all brewers, from home brewers to professionals, and we hope you like it. From how to read a water report to treating your wastewater and everything in between, water is the comprehensive guide you've always wanted on brewing's least understood ingredient. Flavor contributions, water chemistry, and adjusting water to styles of beer. John and Colin will teach you everything you need to know. Water is available from brewerspublications.com and fine brewing books booksellers near you. Take the mystery out of your brewing water. Visit BrewersPublications.com for your copy of Water today. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's so. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Okay, a few things left to do here tonight. 
homebrewer of the week. Lucas Ohio, who's playing our Winter Brews Festival, is hanging out tonight. I think we're going to get a song out of him before we get to uh, before we wrap up the show. Lucas Ohio and Forest Day are playing our Winter Brews Fest. You can go to bnbrewfest.com to get your tickets. They're still only $35 until December 24th. No fees, no nothing. After that, they go up to $35 plus fees. And then if you don't buy your tickets in advance, you're going to pay $45 at the gate. So nobody wants to do that. That would be a dumb thing to do. Well, but I mean, if they insist upon it, then, you know, feel free. Guess I'm all right with it that, in that case. All right, how about this? What are we going to do? Our homebrewer of the week spotlight right now? Yeah. All right, let's do it. It's time for your close-up. Now, the BN Homebrewer Spotlight, brought to you by Logic. Yes, this week it is Race Helton. Who wrote to me because he felt that the uh, the last two homebrewers of the week were, uh, you know, asking uh, a Sugar Valley brewer was asking us some uh, basic questions. And uh, the guy before that was, uh, you know, picking up all his equipment on Free Cycle. Free Cycle. If you recall, our uh, friend from the uh, UK. I do recall. And uh, Brace said, uh, you know, I feel like an imposter, Scott, because it has been a while since I have homebrewed about two and a half months. So I already know he's a, a hardcore guy because he considers that to be a while. Yeah. He's a building inspector by trade in Southern California, but he said that does not stop him, uh, that does not stop his work from sending him to Utah all the time. And he says it's uh, ironic, it's crappy ass beer town, and he can't homebrew. But he said the, uh, the last guy sucked, so, you know, he, consider me, he says. Uh, I, I'm the opposite of the free cycle guy. He said he's been brewing on a Sabco Brew Magic, one of our beautiful sponsors. Yeah. Uh, and that's a killer system, so, so that's a, a good tie in. Uh, and he said he's dumped way more money into the hobby than he should have. Now, he lives down in Lancaster, where our friend Sven owns Kinetic Brewing Company. Uh, and of course, Desert uh, Boy. Yeah. Uh, announcer Man, a.k.a. Push Eject, lives, and he said he met. Uh, push eject at a beer garden at a local baseball game, and he found out that the guy pouring the beer was the pretty techie guy, and he was beside himself. Oh yeah, the old Jet Hawks Stadium, Connecticut, have a they have their own beer garden there. Nice, yeah. yeah and push is also a desert boy living in Lancaster. There, <laughs> yep, right the burger. And uh, he sent me a picture of his uh, brew house, which is just awesome. It looks like he's got uh, the west wing of his house is dedicated to it, and he's got uh, some uh, Red Sox memorabilia everywhere, and he's got a uh, a killer tap set up, and it, it's just beautiful. So I figure he's uh, we'll put the free cycle guy to shame. Yeah, that's the thing about living in the desert; you can afford a West Wing, uh, <laughs> right? And then living in uh, in England, you yeah. can't because uh, the area around London is really expensive. Yeah, that's 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 all true. That's all true. Thank you. Brace is on the line. Are you with us, Brace? Yes, I am. Thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. Oh, no, I appreciate you guys having me. How long have you been living in the desert? Let's get this out of the way. All my life. So so tell me. <laughs> fact, doesn't really answer the question. Fact or fiction? The ice. Okay, sorry, the- JP, you critical son of a bitch. <laughs> I am 27 years old, 27 years. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you. Uh, the ice store. Fact or fiction? Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? The the what? The ice store. Have you ever seen an ice store? An ice store. Oh, shit. He's not a good desert boy. Every desert boy knows about the ice store. Okay. What's Keep the ice going. store? I, I, might, I might catch on. I don't know. Maybe Lancaster's... Up. Well, Lancaster's high desert, and so they get really well, cold, well, I right? I think you came from Hispermia, so that's a little <laughs> lower class desert. Hispermia? Hey. Oh. Lancaster actually has like a decent city planning, so it, we need we have refrigerators yeah. and stuff like that. You guys just Lancaster throw shit in an ice store, I guess. Oh, great. Now, Lancaster is upper class desert. Great. 
<laughs> well, it was until well, they started we, offering. We have to have some. We have to have some sort of hierarchy here. <laughs> You're probably right, actually. All right, so tell us uh, now. You spend more money on equipment uh, than you probably should. You say, huh? Homebrewing. Yeah, equipment. then I then I probably should. I mean, I'm. I got my wife. My wife supports the the hobby, which works. Because if she didn't, then I'd be. I'd have to, you know, hide everything behind her back. But that's good. Uh, yeah, I uh, I started out. I bought, uh, you know, the 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 orange igloo cooler and uh, eight gallon stainless pot. Um, bought that from a homebrew store in uh, Lancaster called the Bearded Brewer. Actually, if it wasn't for that guy, yeah, I don't know if I'd be brewing as much as I was. Okay. Uh, the guy is crazy, insane, smart. Uh, he he gave me the kit. Well, he didn't give it to me. He sold it to me. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, he he sold me the kit, and uh, the guy just kind of answered any questions I had. I bought a shitload of books, um, uh, rock candies, uh, how to brew. <laughs> nice. Got I have bought. Uh, I bought. I bought all those books. I, I, I probably spent. My wife actually said I, I started reading more now than she's ever seen me read in <laughs> right. our entire relationship. Which is kind of an and insult, really. That's, that's like well, a very yeah. backhand. Like, wow, you, you, I like no. that you're really getting into reading. No, no, no. <laughs> it's all no. homebrew stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So we, we've been together for like, what, like 11 years, and she's never seen me read a book in, except when I had to in high school and college. Right. But, uh, is this your wife anyways, in your in so- your Skype photo here? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my wife. We're actually at Kinetic right there. Your wife's hot, dude. Well done. Thanks. I appreciate it. I, I think so too. I think she's a little too good looking for me, but you know, well, I didn't want to say it. But. I think the same thing. <laughs> right. I mean, let's just shut your face. Let's just say this: only one of you can come to Grenade Night at the Hopper Day. <laughs> oh, hey. Well, if that's me, then that's fine because yeah. I'm the one who would be interested in going. Right. That's probably true. Uh, well, can you can you blame her? The man is from the upper class part of the desert. So right, she true. wanted to be a part of the life. You know, she would never date somebody from Hesperia. Hesperia, Hesperia man. Hesperia. Hesperia. Right. right. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So, anyway. so you got it. Uh, you you went straight for an all grain system. I used to have the orange igloo, by the way. My yeah. first all grain, and I loved that thing. That's a hell of a mash tun. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it totally worked. I, I the it was not a matter of me not liking that system. It was a matter of I just like I said, I, the books, the reading. I just got geeked out hardcore. Yeah, like, uh, like just beyond. It was like Fubar fucked up beyond all recognition type thing. Except for I was just gone. Uh, I, I started reading everything. I my brother texted me this picture. Said, "Hey, check this thing out." And I looked at it and I was like, "Holy shit, that thing is an awesome system!" And then all of a sudden, that was the apple of my eye or whatever you call it. Yeah. And uh, I eventually got it. And that system's badass. I mean, I know it's, it's wait. What probably, system are we talking about? The oh, sorry, I, the I thought that was the Stabco. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry, I'm drinking. Um, <laughs> hey, Brace, did, did you go straight from the uh, straight from the kettle igloo to the brew magic? Yeah, yeah, yes, I. Sorry, I'm just throwing up everywhere. <laughs> no, I'm just burping out some beer. I'm uh, I'm actually uh, I'm staying out in Utah right now. I'm working out here for. Uh, I'm in northern Utah, which sucks balls. Oh yeah, it's way uh, worse than Lancaster. I'm sure. <laughs> Well, well, Lancaster's technically, you know, a little bit of LA County. So, first off, out here in Utah, the 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 uh, the brewing Gestapo, the Mormon Gestapo, just has the beer 
industry by the balls, so you can't get any good beer within like a hundred mile radius. Yeah, it's a little tough there. That's true. I actually drove out to uh, Boise, Idaho for the weekend to grab some beer and to come back to have some good beer to drink. Yeah, I remember when anyway. camping in Utah once, and I was by myself. I was traveling across the country. With the biscuit? With the biscuit. No, she's dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Why? And, uh, I don't know. She's old. You know, like every night camping, I wanted to drink some beer, right? But I also, not like, I didn't want to drink beer for nothing. I was trying to catch a little little buzz. Right. Well, I you know went yeah. down to the Utah liquor store and I found myself some three percent beer. I had to drink fourteen beers <laughs> that night to catch a little buzz. It was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of peeing. Yeah, involved. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So now you got the Sabco system, and so what do you brew yes. most often? Do you have like a style of beer that you go back to, or, or are you all across the board? Um, I kind of. Just splash around in the the session category. Um, I like sessions. I like, yeah. I do the hoppy beers too. The IPAs. I did a, I did a Kolsch. Actually, I think it was one of my best executed Kolsches that I've done. But unfortunately, I dosed it with some lime because I was trying to make it like a a summer beer. No, why would you do that? Well, because he's a desert boy. They don't know better, right? Shut your face. Anyway. He's so like, I got I an idea. A- Let's make it a, a chalara. Because <laughs> oh, no, no, you can no. drink a lot of those. Honey, will you brew me a Bud Light Lime, please? I would love to. I like Bud Light Lime. Yeah, Don't hate. Of course you do, Bebo. <laughs> With that haircut, you have to. And actually, that was that was my whole reasoning for doing it, is because I figured chicks would like it. I don't even know what that means. And yeah. uh, then my brother ended up liking it the most. What a pussy. And, uh, <laughs> So he's disowned now. <laughs> yeah, he's no longer. I wouldn't living. say that. Well, he's but he's not anyway. He's he's post op. How do you how do you know the uh, how do you know it was well executed if it just sucked? Did you taste it before the lime? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I taste I taste the beer during every step of the process. Good um, man. So you should be doing. Uh, yeah. Taste the grains. I got that. I got the you know the cold yeast, and I I did a little bit of a lagering, but before I even. I dosed I, I dosed the lime and uh, at sorry uh, uh, flame out okay. and um, I kept taking samples off of it and tasted like it was on its way and then did you the actually use like fresh lime it. did you squeeze fresh lime in there no fuck that I, I no. zested me and my wife zested like nice sixteen limes to get two ounces because I thought two ounces was a good target number yeah yeah. Two ounces ended up being way too much for a five-gallon batch. Maybe yeah. a maybe like a ten-gallon batch would have been better, but holy okay. shit. Okay. So what would you do now? You do like what three quarters of one? Exactly. Yeah. That's no three quarter. That's what I was going to do. Nice. Now, Tasty, yep. help me out here and correct me if I'm wrong, but just brewing a good Kolsch period is a tough thing to do. In my well, it's opinion. a lighter beer, so it's going to show all the flaws. It, uh, and I haven't had a lot of good ones. Susceptible I'll be to you know incorrect fermentation temperatures and yeah. under pitching and stuff no. like that. I, I I treated this bad boy like uh, my firstborn. It, it came out awesome. Like I could tell just by you know, yeah. You know, I listened to to Bruce Strong and everything. Taste everything on its way through. Yeah, and I could tell that every step before I pitched that damn lime, it was perfect. And then I, I tasted it when I was transferring um, from my chiller to my fermenter, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I, I overshot the I overshot the lime because it it tasted. Like I, I don't know. Added like it was just way bitter. Okay. So, um, 
but yeah, I, I think it was I think it was solid base, just poor execution on the line. My fault. Yeah, it's easy to use a too little. You can always add more. You know, like you, you know, use it as late in the process as you can. You know, like oh, yeah. when, when I did the, if, I, if I did the tasty school of thought, I would have. Uh, you well, know, you, you mixed it, you can't, and stuff like that. Yeah, like I did on that whip beer challenge thing we did. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't take it away. You can always add more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Brace. Well, you are our home brewer of the week, and deservedly so, man. You got a, a rad system. Sounds like you're brewing good beer. And I'm telling you, if you're bummed because you haven't brewed in, in two and a half months, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, do you normally brew pretty often, like uh, once or twice a month, or what? Yeah, me and my brew buddy. Um I had a guy out there that we just got gung ho about it. Me and uh, this guy Patrick out there, we uh, oh, I know Patrick. we're brewing every every week. Oh yeah, you know you know that guy, oh, yeah. Desert Pat. Pat, tall guy, kind of Patrick. kind of sandy hair. Yeah, I know that guy. Good good company. <laughs> yeah, two feet. He's good Absolutely people. wrong. He's That's wrong. what we <laughs> say in the desert. We're just good people. <laughs> no, anyway, uh, yeah, we brewed every week pretty much. Um, I was brewing once a week, and then yeah, my company keeps sending me out of town, and uh, I see. Yeah. Well, I live in hotels. You'll get back to it. I have faith in you. Oh, I'm about to quit my job. Believe me. Oh, is that right? Believe me. I got to get back yeah. to brewing. I don't believe I'm you. Sure, the wife's happy about that. Yeah. Like, you don't believe me, JP? I'll send you a, I'll send right you a resignation letter and I'll CC it to my company. Please do. Perfect. <laughs> Actually, just text me a photo of you burning the building down. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Let's not go wow. down. Let's not. Let's not end up in jail. That's the proof I need. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Brace, <laughs> you are our home brewer of the week. Thanks for submitting. Say hi to Desert Pat and your gay brother for us, William. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to help anything. Cheers, brother. Take care, man. All right. Yeah, go get you. There you go. Message. This week's home brewer of the week was brought to you by Logic Inc. Go to ecologiccleansers.com. Check out their straight A and their one step. They are easy to use. They're extremely effective, non-toxic, biodegradable, non-corrosive, the best cleaning products you can get. Go check them out, ecologiccleansers.com. Hey, big brother, can you bring me, like, I, I don't know, I really like that Bud Light Lime. Could you bring me something like that? But maybe that tastes more like a Bud Light Lime Margarita? <laughs> like a Bud Light Lime Margarita? You're just bitter that he said you were from Hispermia. <laughs> but Bud Light, but Bud Light, like light calories? Yeah, like, I like Bud Light, but if I could make a better Bud Light, it'd be called Bud Light Light. Like extra light, but, extra Bud Light. But, oh, extra Bud Light. I yeah, I think I could totally do that for you, little brother. That's great because I support you and your lifestyle. Uh, By the way, how are you healing up? <laughs> well, it's a good thing that I braced for it. His name is Brace. <clears throat> what do we got next oh, on the dear. show, friend? I, I think we are moving on now to our. Uh, um, Sabco Happy Hour, right? All right. All right, let's do that. Happy Hour time. I like this segment because it's the only time anybody but me admits to screwing up their beer. It's time for the BN Happy Hour. That's right, and brought to you by Sabco, maker of the Brew Magic Brewing System. Go to... Uh, kegs.com. That's right. Sabco. And now, let's see who f***ed up this week. Well, this week it was uh, William Behoon. And he said that he and his wife... Now, these these two, he and his wife, are both uh, philosophy teachers at Penn State. Or at least they were at the time that this disaster happened. Or you they imagine think the, they are. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, can you imagine the conversation between those two on, uh, over dinner? Okay, to say that there were some problems with this brew, he says, is an understatement. And uh, and uh, he says it was a more beer Russian Imperial Stout uh, extract plus grains kit. Well into the brew day, it occurred to me that the hop quantities were meant for a partial wort boil. And our full wort boil was going to extract a lot more uh, you know, than intended. So it's going to be on the bitter side. No big deal, he said, but a harbinger of things to come. Let's let him tell the story because it's long and it's good. All right, let's go to William. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for being on the program, and thanks for uh, you know having the balls to come on and talk about some brewing mistakes. We appreciate that. Well, this one's at least got a, a happy ending. Okay. Uh, so, but uh, so we were a little worried about the hop utilization because uh, you know we were doing a full rip boil, but it seemed to go pretty well. So I figured, it, oh, it's going to be just fine until I put the uh, immersion chiller in and. You know, I'm starting to clean up, doing the things you do while your immersion chiller is in for 20 minutes. And when I started running it, I noticed that uh, I was getting a lot of sort of brown water coming out in the water outlines. I'm thinking, oh, you know, there must have been crap in the lines from when it was stored over the winter. I'm not going to worry about it too much. And it's not getting better. It's not getting better. And suddenly I noticed that the wort level is rising. And so I immediately yanked the the chiller out and realized that because it's been sitting in the cold over the winter it had split in a couple of places beer out of the water line i was pumping hose water into my beer (laughs) so i figured okay okay i'm not i'm not gonna pitch a 50 dollar kit so i'll boil the fuck out of it and you know just just get the volume down and kill whatever nasties are in it and yeah it's going to be bitter as hell from the hops but you know that'll be fine so okay. we boil it down for like another hour uh, and then we don't have a chiller so we have to you know stick it in the in the tub just blow with, on it with running yeah blow on it real hard and uh, like okay we'll just leave it there we'll go out to dinner we come back it's it's cooled down and we're like okay i'm gonna Pitch my yeast, have a, a White Labs vial of yeast, throw that in there, seal it up, get ready to go. So three days later, there's no activity at all. It's just it's just dead in the water. So I don't have a, a local homebrew shop. This was when we were living in State College, Pennsylvania. And uh, so I'm like, okay, I'll put in some emergency dry yeast. So we put in the emergency dry yeast, figure, now oh, that'll take off in a, in a day or two. That night, I'm asleep, and I hear this bang out of the kitchen. I'm like, Uh-oh. oh, God, what the hell is going on? I go in there. The carboy cap has literally blown off of the carboy. I have a stain on my ceiling. Wow. And, you know, goop, just foamy, black, thick, syrupy, yeah. or just, you know, flowing all over the kitchen floor. So... uh you know, I rig up a, a blow-off tube real quick and get that on there. And I let this thing ferment out and throw it into a keg and figure, okay, you know, we'll give it a shot. So I force carbonate it, give it a couple of weeks, tried it. It was foul. I mean, it was just bitter Like infected or just unbalanced? Bitter. No, no just, just bitter okay. and, and syrupy and nasty. All right. So I pull it off of the the CO2 line, I stick it in a corner, and just let it go, and literally forgot about it until three, four months later, uh, it's May, and I'm like, oh, what is this keg sitting in the corner? And I hooked it up, and I poured a pint out of it, 
and it was amazing. I'm running around the house screaming like a lunatic. You're it was kidding. Literally, it was literally the best out we had ever brewed. And the? I, there's no way to duplicate it. You know, I, I've often thought, well, let's see, could I fuck this up in the same way again? Right. Well, you could use the same wort chiller if you didn't throw it out. <laughs> right. Pump some hose water in there. <laughs> you could buy some old yeast again. Yeah, dump dump some hose water into my wort. Yeah, it yeah. really Sounds came like out. Plan. It really came out good at the end. It was it was really really nice at the end. So a lot of the hot bitterness dropped out, and that the the sort of syrupy thickness really started to to be a, a positive wow. uh, thing in the beer. It was nice, and you know, I kudos to the to the guys at uh, at More Beer for for their formulation because it is. I've brewed that kit. You know, probably a couple, three more times since then, okay. and it's always come out wonderful. Wow, tasty! I know about hops, the hop character dropping out over time. Yeah, bitterness drop will drop out too. Oh yeah, absolutely, it does. Yeah, well, a lot of times uh, it's caught up in some of the solids that are in suspension. Okay, and then, of course, as those settle out and over time, you know that, that that'll drop out as well. I see. Wow. So what's funny, I don't know why I'm so surprised, because we've spent a lot of time on the show saying, don't throw it away. Like, hey, unless it's like really infected and stuff like that, we've always said, hang on to it because it might end up good. And this just happens to be one of the first times I've actually heard somebody go, it started awful and then it really ended up good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a surprise to me too. I was, I was just about to dump it. Oh man. Well, as a barometer, I think we should get uh, what commercial beer is his favorite. Because maybe he likes, like, terrible beers. <laughs> and so then this right. is like, oh, well, then, of course, it's great. All right. Well, we call, we call this the Grumpy Czar because one of my favorites was, uh, was the Avery Czar. Okay. Oh, that's a good so, beer. Yeah. yeah. Not, right. not Skunked Moosehead. <laughs> uh, that would make yeah. sense. We really like Skunked Moosehead. Yeah, we love it. Well, for, for Put some lime in it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> for further barometer, I mean, were other people drinking this with you? What did they think? Yeah. We, <laughs> the two of now. us, me and my wife, you know, plowed through it. A few other people tried it and, and liked it. Um, and it, we moved through it really, really fast, which was, you know, pretty impressive considering it was probably eight, nine percent. Oh, wow. Nice. We had some good drunken nights together. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> By the way, I think that it is a. I think whenever you walk into a, a homebrewer's home, right, the first thing you should do is scan the ceiling for beer stains. <laughs> because I would yes. dare say that you are not a seasoned brewer until you have a fucking stain on your ceiling. I had the same brown beer stain in my Pacheco house, although it was Chad's I bet that beer that stain did it. Is, is still there. I bet the stain in the State College place is still there. Yeah. <laughs> it must be. Yeah, I have a couple spots on my ceiling from the uh, Black IPA from the Brewcaster Challenge. Yeah. I scrubbed the hell out of it, and there's still a little bit of spotting yeah. left. It's never I, happened to me. It's the size, and, and we all know that your beer sucks. It does. <laughs> Thank you. See, it's the sign of a good brewer. You have to have a stain on your ceiling. Actually, JP, it's just because you do all your stuff in the garage. Uh, well, have you now, never had a blow like a like it, a pop? It's never always been that way. I mean, oh, I've never, I'd, never I never always. Up with, I just never always. <laughs> um, I, I've never had a. I've never lost an airlock uh, where it shot up to the ceiling like that. Now. Really? Yeah. Ever. Never. Ever. Ever. I've had a clogged airlock before, but I I, I habitually check every day. And uh, so it's like being clogged with like yeast slurry, right? Um, but it's never like been to the point where it's exploded. Wow! Yeah, I'm not a retard. Tasty, have you had an airlock <laughs> pop off a carboy? Uh, no, but I have uh, 
got the ceiling brown by uh, other means. Uh, <laughs> standing on my head and farting. We want to know. Yeah, that. by dating. Extreme diarrhea. No, uh, by having a counter pressure bottom filling uh, incident. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I think ours when when uh, Chad did it, it was a keg. Thing. He went to oh. just either open the keg or pull the the pressure release, and it just went everywhere. Something had happened, mm. but either I don't care how it happens. Right. If there are no stains on your ceiling, you're not brewing enough or yeah. or well enough, hard enough, yeah, or hard enough. Brew hard. <laughs> can you can we change brew strong to brew hard? It's just a new show. <laughs> brew it's, hard. It's this guy and Brace. <laughs> Love it. Those are two hosts. All right, William. Thanks for sharing your brewing disaster. I'm actually I'm happy this one had a happy ending. Well, yeah. and, and it has a clear moral too, which is don't store your immersion chiller outdoors if you live in a cold climate. That's a good call. Yeah, absolutely true. So, was yours just in your garage, William? It was in a storage space. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now that's a good point because you're never getting all that water out of there. You know how when you you put your. By the way, here's a little mm. trick I had to learn the hard way. Uh, to, to new brewers, if you've used your immersion chiller before, and then you go and you you know a week later you're brewing again, and you put your immersion chiller back in the boil kettle, and you haven't hooked up the hose to it yet, it'll start spitting out mm-hmm. extremely hot water at you. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's always water left in the immersion chiller. So hook up your hose before you put it in, and don't store it in the cold. <laughs> yeah, don't pull a William, as it's affectionately called. Oh, right. Why, thank you. <laughs> All right, William. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. There you go. Our uh, Sabco happy hour. Upgrade your equipment to the next level with a Brew Magic brewing system because better equipment will help you avoid brewing catastrophes like these. Yeah, you can be less like William and more like Brace. <laughs> That's right. It's also the tagline for Viagra, too, by the way. Which is... Uh, Upgrade what? your equipment and avoid disasters. I like that. Yeah. That should be there. You, you know, you should do marketing, JP. <laughs> That's weird, right? <laughs> you should do marketing. So we've got, I have more than one song to play for you because we've got Lucas Ohio hanging out with us tonight. He's going to yeah. play a song. He's playing our, our, our brew festival. You can go to bnbrewfest.com and buy tickets right now. They're only 35 bucks, and we'll pick up the service fees for you until December 24th. After that, you got to pay them yourself or show up at the door and pay 45 bucks to go. But it's going to be a great festival this year, and part of the lineup is Lucas Ohio, and then Forest Day is going to be playing with you too, which I'm really excited about. He's got a new album, and I think the music's just going to kick ass this year. But before we get to that kick-ass music... Um, <laughs> we have other kick-ass music. Well, Sugar Valley Brewer sent in a couple of new songs to us this week. Um, and <laughs> i got to find the title of the Where first are you, one. Bevo? Why are you slinking in your, uh, in your box there? In the corner here. Why are you doing that? Well, You're not excited? No. Well. <laughs> of course, he did send in another... Um, Bevo tribute. That's his. Uh, What's what part of my body is this song about? Your left boob. Uh, this one's about your your. Well, let me tell you the title. Okay. The title of the song is called "Wacka Wacka Wacka" <laughs> on her bare behind. Oh. Yes! <laughs> You're his muse, Bevo, and. Man, I bet you that he has never written so many songs since he found out about you. Yeah, you're his this inspiration. This is why I need a sexual harassment clause. <laughs> you Well, listen, you're not going to get it. Yeah, I know. That's why you'll never be an employee of the Hop Grenade. I know. You'll be an unofficial employee of the Hop Grenade. <laughs> you know, you'll have to mop the floor like, when we're done. Yeah, I get, to, I get to clean up your colostomy bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, again. <laughs> 
All right. So this is called. He's, I just it overwhelms me how ins, how inspirational you are as a female. I'm a as I'm a, a female special kind of lady. Not as a person. <laughs> All right. This is called. Wacka 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 on her bear behind by Sugar Valley Brewer. Don't look at me. She's a mighty fine one. A pretty and a sweet one. We all love the Bebo. Highlight of the session show. Wacka, wacka, wacka on the bad behind. She provokes me to do it, and it suits me just fine. Wacka, 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 oh, I'm not gonna hurt her. Wacka, 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 look at that, she is a squirter. Oh, what the? Oh, let's oh. just. I have to pause it. Oh, God. Did he just sing that? Did he just, just say that Bevo is a squirter? <laughs> Look at that face. Look at her face. Oh, my God. How did he know? Waka, waka, waka. I'm not going to hurt. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard written (sighs) into a song. It is. He crowbarred it in for sure. (laughs) Yeah. How do you make that leap of logic? See how much you inspire (sighs) Oh, wow. That's a good face. (laughs) That is creepy. That's in. Well, let's hear the rest. Oh, yeah. yeah, Let's go for that. She's not in my spank bank. But she's in the army's think tank. Weird. How many out there whack it? God. <laughs> to the sweet Bevo racket. Wacka, wacka, wacka on her bare behind. <laughs> she provokes me to do it, and it suits me just fine. Wacka, 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 she thinks I'm a creeper. Wacka, 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 no, I'm just old Sugar Valley Brewer. It doesn't rhyme. <laughs> Listen to the way he says it, though. Yeah, I'm yeah. just Sugar Valley. That's why he does it in the bathroom. It's easy cleanup. <gasps> what a creepy song. My face is so hot right now. Yeah, it is. What? <laughs> uh, oh, good. There's more. Yeah. We're not done yet. I don't She's think a mighty fine one. A pretty and a sweet one. Oh, don't slur it together. We all love the Bevo. Highlight of the session show. Wacka, wacka, wacka on a bear behind. Wacka, wacka, wacka. Oh, I think he finished at the end, Devo. I think he so recorded far. himself finishing at uh, the end. He finished three times. Maybe you should, you know, call him up. All right, this one. Uh, so I did listen to this ahead of time. It totally creeped me out. This one is creepy, man. This, I mean... Yeah, that's the creepiest thing he's done. Yeah, yeah. Sure. That was... Wacka, um, wacka, wacka on the bear behind. You know, there's always yeah. just like the one line in all of his songs that are just... Yeah. It just like crosses the line. Yeah. It's the one that... Yeah. It surpassed the line. It, yeah. But it obliterated. It set the line on fire. Which line was it? Was it this one? Here, let me go. Stop it. Wacka on the bear behind. <laughs> She provokes me to do it, and it suits me just fine. Wacka, 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 oh, I'm not going to hurt her. Wacka, 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 look at that, she is a squirter. Yeah! Oh, God, it's so bad. That's, that's the line, that, that it right there. I think it's Sam's new ringtone. I think it's Sam's doing it there. Um, it's, it's so bad. I've been to a lot of like creepy strip clubs. Like I do it, on, <laughs> I do it on purpose because I like because it's creepy. Right. I've never felt so uncomfortable as listening Terrence to him sing that line. Terrence just texted me and just said, 
Ew. <laughs> That's really weird. What's the text? It's really wrong. Well, luckily, he also sent in a Christmas song. Oh, right. Good. <laughs> so, so we can listen to that if you want. Um, Am I involved in it in any way? I don't think this one is directly inspired by you. Thank the sweet Lord. Because I think he got all of his inspiration out in wacka, wacka, wacka. <laughs> Literally. And by all of it out, you mean <laughs> yeah, was not all left. of it out. Yeah. He got all, all of it out in stanza four. Yeah. Wow. Lucas, do you feel inspired at all for are you gonna do you think you're gonna write some new songs when you leave here? Lucas, you should cover this song at Winterfest. Oh you, <laughs> This one no. goes out to Bevo. Yeah. Oh wacko, wacko, wacko. I'm just gonna tell you right now I will not refrain from jumping on the stage and tackling you to the ground. <laughs> uh, that'll See, help. You can get a free hug out of it, it sounds like. <laughs> all right, well let's try um a Sugar Valley Brewer Christmas. I'm song. mortified. <laughs> What a creepy thing to say. Like, I'll, I'm going to admit, I think about some creepy stuff sometimes. Sometimes even related to Bevo. Right. I never would have written a song like that. That was insane. Well, no, because some things you need to keep to yourself. Right. Right. What go, what go? All right, let's try Christmas song. Well, Bevo's big ass is frightful. <laughs> Nathan's hair is quite delightful And since we were striking out here Let's drink beer, let's drink beer, let's drink beer Tasty shows, no signs of breathing And just done is quietly seething Moscow and JP are queer So let's drink beer, let's drink beer, let's drink beer Another great year has passed the good times are all gone. I can see him looking at the fretboard right now. Yeah. yeah. And on the couch and on the couch until dawn. See, now I know why he writes creepy songs, because the other ones are a little bit boring. Like, there's, I'm, yeah. I, I'm waiting for the thing that's going to gross me out. Right. And then he's just like, let's drink beer, let's drink beer, <laughs> let's drink beer. That's true. Well, I think he has the, the, the song wrong, too. Yeah, it's, so, not, it's supposed to be Let It Snow. Well, it's Let It Snow, but like the third verse is a, it's a different timing, and so he just kept it the same. Just, yeah. no Wait, was that another Bevo reference? Let's see here. No signs of sunrise And on the couch and on the couch until dawn Oh, that ass has no signs of stopping yeah. <laughs> The one-eyed monster in my pants is popping Oh! All right, that's enough. Lucas, would you mind if I had Sugar Valley Brewer open for you at the... Uh, like, winter? literally. Would you still invite all your friends and fans out if I did? Uh, I wouldn't want to get tackled by Bevo. That's, that's the thing. You wouldn't? Oh, no, if he was there, you wouldn't have to worry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he'll make it in. <laughs> oh, he'll make it in, all right. The funny thing uh-huh. about Sugar Valley Brewer is, I I would have thought like from how creepy these songs are that he kind of gets it. Like I would have thought he's he gets it, right? He's like one of yeah. us. But when we interviewed him for Homebrew of the Week, I don't think he gets it. He's real creepy. 
right? Like he's actually creepy. They're not jokes. Bevo, they're not jokes. <laughs> I think it's the problem. No. Not, I don't. That doesn't help the situation. You telling me that that doesn't make me feel any better. Like does it set your mind at ease? They're jokes. No, not no. at all. <laughs> He's like, I can't. Uh. You're not gonna play the last stanza? Okay. All right. Yeah. Jeez. I want to hear all of the creativity. Is on vacation, and since we're the last ones here. Let's drink beer, let's drink beer, let's drink beer. Oh. Oh, look at him go. Guitar solo! He always adds a note. <laughs> or two. He always adds a beat. Uh... Wacka 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 on a bear behind. He does. He does write good hooks. See, right, Lucas. Yeah, you got to admit, I agree. I his agree. hooks good are hooks. solid. Wacka 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 on a bear behind. <laughs> you just you she go. She me to do it, and I. I don't. I uh, think it's just fine. Wacka wacka wacka. His rhyming is solid, also. Oh wacka wacka wacka. Congratulations, Tasty. You are not the creepiest person. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That, Tasty's like Mother Teresa next to this right. one. Or Teresa. Oh, yeah. He's definitely a creeper for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I don't know what it is. I love him, though. Yeah, you can't oh, yeah, hate you gotta love really, bro. <laughs> you gotta love I love the guy. Devo, do you love him or do you hate him? I I don't know that I have any feelings towards him. <laughs> wow. That's what you don't want, indifference. Yeah. That's, that's, that's bad. I can't yeah. wait until the awkward moment at a future BN anniversary party oh. where Sugar Valley and Bevo finally get to shake hands and meet face to face. I'm oh, not they touching would, his hands. <laughs> they would hug. Did you hear that song? <laughs> well, forget the anniversary. What, what about the bar? He could just be there every night. Uh, and now Doesn't featuring. mean I'm going to be there every night. <laughs> yeah. Sam will get free beer, so you know you'll be there every night. He might be the only person more likely than me to get a sexual harassment suit slapped on him. Sugar Valley. If we, I want it to happen on stage. I want it to happen at an at BNA ten. I might fly him out to BNA ten oh, to meet Bevo on stage, please and maybe do. we'll put like a little couch on stage for Bevo, and he can serenade her oh, with. So, I love it. Wacko, 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 wacko on a bear behind. No, you have a year and a half to quit, Bevo. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you got plenty of time. All right, why don't we do some good music? I'm going to wrap things up. Uh, I think I. <laughs> that was a- Insulting. I think I, I think I finished everything I'm supposed to do, right? Let's have a look here. Did a little homebrew of the week. Yeah. Did a little happy hour. We're good. We're good to go. Uh, next week, Triple Voodoo is back on the show. You remember oh, Triple nice. Voodoo? It's a San Francisco brewery. You know, they were uh, doing some contract brewing last time we talked to them. And we also love their, their Belgian beer. Well, they now have their own brew house. Uh, they're opening their own brewery. In fact, they invited me to go check it out. I might go try to go this week, Moscow. Did it just open? Uh, well, it's not open yet. They're oh. building it, but they invited me to come out and see mm. it You know, being built before the interview. So I might try to do that this week. Yeah, you should. I think it's almost done. Like They're it's putting the close. finishing touches, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be uh, our friend Greg Kitchen, who was in here last time, and then he's coming with uh, Phil Meeker, formerly of Iron Springs, Yeah, um, his uh, new brewer. And then, of course, uh, the following Sunday, we've got a, our, our last show of the year, and we invite you to come join us. First, we're going to be at Creek Monkey, and uh, you can come join us from 2.30 to 4.30 at Creek Monkey. Uh, admission is free. Just come hang out with us. You buy your own beer and stuff. Um, and then we'll come back to the studio and and do the show with Matt Brindelson from Firestone Walker Brewing Company. So it'll be a good time. And- 
maybe Lucas will come out and hang. You get to you can meet Lucas yeah. at the Christmas party. Um, head over to our Facebook page. There's an event for it. So if you want to uh, RS your VP there, uh, then we can kind of know how many people to plan for and how many strippers to have. That's a good idea. If you risk, it would help because then I can figure out if I can do appetizers for you guys. And I also want to plan some some surprises, some gifts to give away. We might do some little some raffle action. So uh, the more I know if you're going to be there, the better I can do to make it a good time. And and I'm excited to hang out at Creek Monkey. Actually, bring people yeah. down to our local pub. Be a good it's time. only going to be our local pub for another five months or so. Then where? Then we'll be our own local pub. <laughs> oh. Because it's right next to EJ Fair. Oh, that's true. EJ will be our yeah, local pub. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't it suck if we we're like, I don't know, let's, our beer sucks. Let's go next door. <laughs> if, yeah, that would be pretty terrible. You know who'd be the guy who did that on the air, quote unquote, accidentally? Yeah. Tasty. He'd be like, I'm not drinking here. Oh, wait. We're sponsors of I'm going to go to Vinny's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tasty. We're st- this is our place. You have to say it's great. You ever notice if you talk between your teeth, nobody else can hear you except the person you're talking to? I what? Tasty. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, I should try that with Taryn. All right, go to bnbrewfest.com right now. Also, you can buy a holiday shirt for about another couple of hours if you Please go over do. to codis.com slash B-N-A-C holidays. holidays. Or just check it on our Facebook page. It's only yep. available for another couple of hours, and then that's it. Get your BN Brewfest tickets where you can see our good friend Lucas Ohio playing. Any shows coming up between now and January 25th? Nope. No, nope. just uh, taking a <laughs> taking a little break. Not a boy. Good. Then we get all the audience coming to see us at the. We're gonna be hungry. Yeah. yeah. So. And you're bringing the full band. Full band. I love yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really really good time. I'm so. excited. Where can people go to buy your album? Um, go to Amazon.com. Yep. iTunes or CD Baby. And just search Lucas Ohio. Lucas Ohio. Okay. And uh, have three albums. Just as you know, it came out with Slingshot Kid, which has uh, been selling well. Yeah. Um. I brought one to give away tonight. Okay, great. Uh, oh, for nice. a caller. Can you sign it? Oh, oh we got to do our Twitter it. game winner, too. Why don't we give it to our Twitter game winner? Can okay. we do that? Yeah. yeah. Only if it's um, autographed. Is that cool by you? Yep. Should we do that real quick? And, and then they get a giraffe sure. sticker, too. Let's do that. That way Lucas okay. can take us out. Great. For a drink. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm hoping. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying. It's 8 o'clock. Everyone's closed. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> See, isn't that going to be great, Tasty, when the show's over... You're going to be able to leave the studio and have a beer, and I promise we won't be closed. No, we'll be open. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. We're, Even yeah. if we are, we'll have we time have for one beer at yeah. least. Right. At least one beer. Uh, all right. What was our Twitter game today? Our Twitter game was, what could the BN sell on the beer black market? Wacka, wacka, wacka. <laughs> wacka, wacka, wacka on the beer behind. <laughs> could we, should we make a limited edition t-shirt? <laughs> wacka, wacka, wacka. And on the back it says she's a squirt. <laughs> Never mind. Just do- <laughs> put that on the front. No, <laughs> no, we cannot. Uh, people be like, does that say what I think it says? Does that mean yeah. what I think it means? <laughs> yeah, where to church? Yeah. All right, um, Sam probably would. <laughs> All right, what do we have? It's in a radio shack. Who cares? Uh, Stephen Mayo writes. Uh, <laughs> What you can sell uh, on the beer black market. Uh, JP giving Disneyland tours, velvet paintings from Moscow, tasty cookies, and Terrence. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Terrence on the black market. Right. But all the other things, too. What were they again? Uh, JP Disneyland tours, velvet paintings from Moscow, not of, uh, tasty cookies, and Terrence. 
Well, Tasty Cookies is the most honest and practical one. That's mm. probably the real answer. I like velvet paintings from Moscow, but it depends on what criteria we're using to pick a winner. I think the Tasty Cookies are the clear, like, black market thing we would right. probably sell. Right. Right? Yeah. Tasty? I mean, we wouldn't really do it, but it's the well, most yeah, 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 that's yeah. logical. That's logical. Yeah, everything it's, that's else. Not, it's not that funny, though. I mean, it's... Right. Yeah, it's like a, everything else is legitimate. Yeah. He's selling Terrence, selling me giving tours and paintings from Moscow. Those are all legitimate things to actually sell. Terrence. Terrence is pretty. I guess if, the, if there were a black market, he would, he we'd would sell him on it. Yeah. I still give it to Tasty Cookies. What do you think? Well, it's from the same guy, so. Oh, that, that was all from that was one all person? One, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is he the only one that participated? No. Oh, I thought you were giving us all the options in one shot. No. Oh. I would never do that to you. Carry on. Yeah, I want to lay, want to extend it out as long as possible. Can we just? Can't each person just have one submission? No. Okay. Uh, well, they do, but it's you know whatever. Uh, J Bone writes uh, Bevo nudes to Sugar Valley Brewer. He will finally know if she has hair down there. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing now. <laughs> speaking of Sugar Valley you know, Brewer, it was too oh. soon. <laughs> I'm not over it yet. Yeah. Speaking of Sugar Valley, he says uh, almost anything as long as the packaging has a picture of Bevo's ass on it. <laughs> Which no, he can't a, have any pictures of my ass. He kind of has a point. It's like uh, in Revenge of the Nerds where they're selling the whipped cream pies. Yeah. And then you get down to the bottom and there's a photo. It would just be Bevo's ass in her mom jeans. Bevo, I guarantee. They're not mom jeans. I guarantee he already has at least a dozen photos of you. <laughs> Photoshopped or not. Yeah. Uh, B.I. writes oh. pictures of Bevo and Sarah 36C with their naked boobies pressed together. <laughs> what is that called? What the hell That's is wrong docking. with you people? Oh, it's just boob. It's just nipple docking. Mm. Milk. That, feeding milk another, into the other. It should have another Stop name. it. Stop. We'll have to think about that one. <laughs> no. That could be the next Twitter game. Yeah. What, what do you call it when two boobs get pushed together? Stop awesome. it. <laughs> Uh, our friend Brace writes, uh, you could sell Bevo's seat oh cushion. I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee you oh, can I raise, like that. I, can, I guarantee you can raise enough funds from Sugar Valley Brewer to finance the entire beer bar endeavor. It's still too soon. <laughs> We're going to frame Bevo's seat cushion. Oh my God. We should bronze that thing. Hanging from the bar. Uh, uh. At, at writes the Brewing Network. Okay. Yeah. That wasn't funny. I thought it was funny. Uh, <coughs> French Scott Shakett writes, The Very Merry Stripper Christmas Pole. Oh, we could, yeah. Yeah. Sell that. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Schmidt writes, The Biscuits Ashes in a Warhead to the Asians. Oh, <laughs> I would never do that. To the Asians. She lives next, to, she lives on my nightstand. <laughs> yeah, I bet she does. Poor little dead dog. <laughs> All right. And uh, Tim Conlon finally writes, you can squeeze Nate's hair into a bottle after a brain oil show and dry hop the shit out of it. Ugh, that's disgusting. That's worse than Bevo's. Never mind. That's gross. That's it. Those are your choices, everybody. Um, <laughs> I'll get rid of the Bring Network one because clearly no one else thought it was as funny as I did. I think we have to do Bevo's seat cushion. Absolutely. She could, <laughs> All right. That's the winner, right? We could make some money. She could sit on like five or six a day. We could sell like... You know. That was Brace. All right, Brace. Homebrew of the week. Also our go. Twitter game winner. Bevo's seat cushion, ladies and gentlemen. Brace, send me an email like- to jp at com, and I'll hook you up. You know, I, I don't want to be the center of attention. <laughs> I have this idea that... It's not you. The, yeah. Well, you could be the center of... Or my of gra- ass. Well, oh, you're asking okay, to be the right. center of gravity. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have this idea that the bar stools at the 
at the at the uh, hop grenade yeah. on the back should be branded with brewcasters' names on them, right? Like that's Tasty and Doc and uh, yeah, like in and Bevo. It's a good idea. Uh, it doesn't mean like people have to get out uh, when we no. come in. But yes, it just, yes, it does. Get up out my chair, bitch. <laughs> but now with this whole thing, like I I I just envision people coming in and like sniffing Bevo's. <laughs> yeah, like I, I feel like walking in. There's almost always somebody just sniffing Bevo's chair. <laughs> I think it'd be good. And it's always Sugar Valley. Always. It's so wrong. It's like I'm moving to Concord, guys. <laughs> so what do you think? Can we put your name on a ch- chair? I liked that idea until you spoke. <laughs> How awesome would it be? Who's going to be? Because you know it's going to happen. We're going to walk in one day and some creeper is going to be sniffing I bet chair. there will be more listener fo- fan photos of them posing with that stool than any of the actual interior of the bar. Or any of us that. as actual people. Yeah. It'll be just with her chair. Absolutely. I'm not that nice. Like, I don't understand that. People it's like that. you're a girl and there's beer. In a room full of penises. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're and not you, nice. And next to us, you actually are nice. Like, yeah. if you were to leave this room, oh, you're you know, a that's you're true. A I'm nice bitch. to other people. I'm not nice to you. Or Sam. Right. Well. Or Sam. Whatever. He choked. <laughs> he made his bed. He has to lie in it. He put a ring on this. <laughs> All right. And with that, Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Can he take us out? Am I doing plugs? <laughs> I don't need to. Yeah. No. Uh, All right. Well, uh, do we have to? No, it's the same shit all the time. Alright, let's not do it. Let's just go out with some Lucas, Ohio. Go to bnbrewfest.com right. right now. Buy your tickets. You can see Lucas, Ohio live on January 25th. What are you going to play for us? going to play a song I wrote about uh, about a year ago. It's called Blind River. Love it. Let's do it. Carolina skies. Found the rose, Miss Carolina skies. But don't let it get you down. You're a fool. You give up now. Bound for Blind River. For sunrise I heard three shots Through smoky eyes Down the hill From the old lumber mill She blew me a kiss From a stained glass hill Yeah She blew me a kiss From a stained glass hill 46 north 82 west Morning came without much regret Said a goodbye I woke to a chill in the black of night I woke to a chill in the black of night But don't let it get you down You're a fool Give up now But don't let it get you down 
fighting these wars, baby, living day to day. But there's no price in taking a life. We packed our bags, we gon' leave tonight. <laughs> 